Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Michael Dean Show here on Podcast Juice. Man, it's been a minute. Uh, we've been going through it, but we are back. Thank you for uh, hanging in with us. Joining me today, is Mr. Big Sexy and Saxer. How are you? You know, it was a rough week, but I did cap it off with one of my classic Michelin star excursions last night. It was all right. All right. I think I saw some pictures online. Man, I oh, we ate well. <laughs> did you? Oh, we did. Uh, yeah, I'm with Mike on that. That looked like a small ass portion. <laughs> yeah, I was like, where the food? At? I was like, the where the beef? <laughs> when you got a bunch of courses, trust me, okay. it just comes on your mouth. Pause. Oh, courses, okay, ain't that fancy? <laughs> now nah, it looks the presentation though. Look, you know, definitely was uh, stellar. stellar, stellar, stellar. I imagine if you went to like Popeyes, if they had like you know <laughs> stellar presentation, you'd have like a a, 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 a drumette, with <laughs> a biscuit, you know, slid on the side with a little bit of uh, barbecue sauce dazzled over the top, right? Anyway, I will have to take your word for <laughs> <laughs> Also joining us, Mr. Ant Pooh, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, I, I didn't have nothing to do with it, but the company I work for released Apex Legends. And mm. normally I don't give a fuck, but our stock went up by $15 per share. So I'm a happy mofo. Yeah. yeah yes. Uh, shout out to EA. They, 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 they needed to win. God oh wow! Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's looking kind of crazy out there in the gamer streets, but uh, they came out. I, I give them props because I think it was one of the, it was like a sneak release. Yes, it was. Part. I think I think only the C-suite level uh, people, as well as the studio Respawn, who makes the the Titanfall series, knew anything about it. All I know is, I mean, she might. Like, hey, Ed, what's up with this uh this stream y'all doing at twelve o'clock? I'm like, what? <laughs> like, all I do is work here. And I don't know anything about it. Here's what they think about you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I try. I I went up like two uh two levels and asked how come I didn't know about it. And pretty much both of them was like, you weren't on a need to know basis. Oh man. Oh, oh, it's like that. <laughs> now yeah, I do was. know they had some sort of uh, you know, streamer influencer event or something it must have been over a week ago or a week ago because now a lot of these guys are they dropping footage of the game exactly and, and i had yeah. seen mm-hmm. yeah I, I had seen online and internally about this new game we call them game changers people that we partner with to do streams and bring to events and things like of that nature i had seen that they had got in i want to say at least 15 and i was just like oh wow they're going ham for anthem they're like nah dude Apex. Gotcha. (laughs) Well, yeah. So I should have seen the writing on the wall with that, but I just thought, you know, Anthem is in two weeks, so that's that's why they're getting these people. Well, actually, I actually played uh, played the game Apex because it's free to play. Um, Right. And I tried not actually not, and I'm a big Titanfall guy, so I was like, okay, Um, it's different, but I actually think it's a good game. Like I was like, you know, I can see this could be pretty big for them. Uh, I thought I'm astonished, like how polished. It is, and there's so much depth in there I can see already. And like I said, I don't even normally play those types of battle royale game, battle royale games, but I've played it a few times. Like I was like, let me learn. There's so much to learn, but I was like, this yes. is pretty dope. I was actually surprised. It's good. 
the 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 telltale is my my son loves it, so I'm like, okay, we got to hit. Yeah, <laughs> that's the, that's that market, and and internally it's like, how do we monetize it? I'm like, do, you do what tight uh, not tight for what Fortnite does. My my. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> wow. I apologize to my listeners. Ooh, that tear your ears up. <laughs> but anyway, we'll we'll pull Ant back in. Um, while we are waiting on that, man, let me talk about this week. So <clears throat> some people may know, uh, I got the flu. I got sick and haven't had, I haven't had the flu in years. Like, I don't even remember the last time I've been sick like that, but, uh, it, and it came on super sudden. Like I was just, it was like last Friday. I was just at work, you know, normal time. And I, I caught myself coughing a little bit, but I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And I woke up Saturday morning <laughs> and it was like, whoa, <laughs> like body was just achy and no energy and just, you know, I guess I had fevers or whatever. And I was just like, God, I'm like, I'm like sick, <laughs> you know, uh, just not feeling it at all. And um, so I, I don't even think we, we didn't record last week. Yeah, because I was not feeling good at all. And uh, I just stayed at home. And I said, you know what? Let me actually just stop because I'm always just doing stuff and, you know, not taking breaks. So I said, I'm just not going to do anything. Literally just sit at home and relax and try to get better. And uh, so I just like had to just stay in the bed, man. I was just like that out of it. And I'm just, I watched, started watching a lot of TV. Like I was, I watched... Um, that you TV show on Netflix. Ah, oh, I started watching that. Yeah, so I started. I just started binging it. Like I was like get, really getting into it. So I just sat back and watched that. Sunday, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> Sunday, even worse. You know, I was like, God, I'm not. I'm still like not feeling it, and just my head was killing me. Blah 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 blah. And then. uh I was like, you know, I need to go to the hospital. Like, and it's a lot for me to go to emergency or something. But I was like, you know what? I don't know. This is not feeling like a, just a normal cold or something. Maybe I got the flu or maybe something else. And and a long time ago, maybe over ten years ago, I had pneumonia. And it was I had the flu, and I was just staying at home in the bed and I'm progressively getting worse. Thinking maybe thinking I just needed to stay you know at, at home and get better, but I was getting sicker and sicker apparently, and it was getting hard for me to like breathe and I was coughing, and it was like these major sharp pain in my chest right, and so I finally go to the doctor like after the fifth day or something, and they like do these X-rays on me and dude was like dude you have like pneumonia all in your lungs like, if you'd have sat at home a little longer you probably would have died or something I was like, oh Whoa. shit yeah so I, I always because in the back of my mind i'd be like i don't ever want to get that sick <clears throat> so anyway go to the emergency actually my mom takes me down there and they i didn't know they had a flu test but they do a flu th- test some of you probably know this they take these q-tip things and damn near jam them up your nose like some of the most uncomfortable thing you can imagine and i'm not like a wussy type dude i can take shots whatever but she was like I don't think you're going to like this one. And she put that thing up my nose. I flinched. I was, ah! and I was like, ah! I pulled my head back. Up. God damn. And she's like, I'm sorry. 
So they had, they had to do both noses. And they do that because she said that's where the flu is up in your nostrils, up in your nose. Oh. So they, they take that and then they test it. And they can tell you right away if you got the flu or not. So long story short, yeah, you got the flu. And, you know, you just need to rest and, you know, take you Tylenol and ibuprofen and just drink a lot of waters, blah, blah, blah. So that's what I've been doing and staying at home, whatever. So I've been getting better. Now, so I did post a picture on uh, Instagram and Facebook and you could see, <laughs> like, you know, just the, the weariness uh, in my face. And as I've gotten older, I think like when I get when I do start to get allergies and stuff, which I never used to get. But when I, I get like allergies, when I'm, I guess when I'm sick and my eyes start to like um, they get irritated or get really puffy. So I kind of got this weird kind of look. Uh, but anyway, uh, starting to feel better. And then here in Seattle, we've had we have this major snow storm that just hit. Uh, really came last night. So I was at work yesterday, and I was like, I'm only just gonna work for a few hours. I'm gonna leave at like twelve or something. And it was so funny. I was I was like, let me go to the bathroom before I leave. I go to the bathroom. When I come outside of the bathroom, it's like a blizzard outside. I'm like, whoa. So I'm like, let me get in my car and get the hell out of town. Normally takes me probably, what would normally take me at noon driving from Seattle to where I live should really be no more than 45 minutes at best. Took me three hours to get home. Damn. (laughs) So ridiculous. I mean, wall to wall traffic, even when I got to where it should have just taken me five minutes to 10 minutes to get home. It took an, it was an hour. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, it was an hour. And I live on this giant hill way up elevated area. And there's basically two ways to get up there. And I was trying to race it because I said, I know when that snow hit, you ain't getting up there. Like I'm not going to get home. If, <laughs> and sure enough, one of those hills was closed. So that was why it was really taking so long to just to get, just to get up that hill. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, if I'm home. We got obviously I got home, and so now that snow can go ham if it wants to, which it is. But I ain't got to go nowhere. So it's just been a crazy week. Uh, Ampoo, are you back with us? Yes, I am, sir. Do I sound? <laughs> me. You sound good. I don't know what happened, man. I don't know. I just hardwired in just to be on the safe side. Ah, there you go. It's trying to be fast. I was like, my brother had an EMP attack over here. So. <laughs> it, sounded, it sounded crazy. It was like, white snow. I was like, damn, did they drop the bomb? It's like, Korea. <laughs> Let me pull up the feed real quick. Shit, is this it? <clears throat> but uh, anyway, we are here. Let's get this thing officially rolling. There's a lot to get into. I want to talk about some Prince stuff first. Uh, this is a few things going on now. One thing I'll say that the Paisley Park has announced the Celebration 2019 lineup finally. Um, so they've announced the events uh, coming for that. Of note, uh, to me at least, it would be uh, they have Jesse Johnson. It's one of the sort of the headlining attractions uh, this year. Also, the Revolution is going to be performing uh, there. And then uh, Funk Soldiers 
which is a 15-piece super group of New Power Generation and Paisley Park uh, musical alumni. I believe like Shelby J is in that. Uh, Cassandra O'Neill, Kat Dyson, uh, Keith Anderson, Kip Blackshore, uh, Kirk Johnson. There's a lot of people uh, that are going to be. I think it's the same people who played last year. Matter of fact, Funk, Funk Soldiers played last year. They did the performance at the uh, big screen uh, event, which they're going to do again this year, and they're performing again at Paisley Park. Um, so those are sort of the, the, the huge lineup. <clears throat> They're the mainstays there. Then, of course, they're going to have a lot of guest speakers. Um, one that caught my eye was uh, Bob Cavallo. Or can't, can't say his name. Cavallo. Cavallo, excuse me. Bob Cavallo is one of the uh, Prince's managers during the heyday of, you know, Purple Rain and all that stuff. Um, I've, I don't think I've ever heard him talk much about Prince. So that would be interesting to me. Of course, uh, they got Craig Rice. Up there, shout out to Craig, uh, Jeff Katz. It's a longtime photographer for Prince back in the days. I would love to see a book of his stuff. You know, a lot of his stuff we've seen, but I'm sure there's a lot of other stuff uh, out there as well. But one of the big things, and then of course, you know, it's the same <clears throat> type of thing uh, as last year. You know, it's a, what, a four-day, the 25th to the 28th, April. You know, you get the tour of the place the different panels they're going to have the another prince in the big screen type of event uh, a lot of the stuff from last you know it's the same type of stuff but just different people somewhat different people uh you know the prices are the same vip is 1049 plus another 45 dollars for service and faculty fee <laughs> and then uh general admissions 549 dollars with another 30 dollar <laughs> service and faculty fee uh so it's not cheap um it's, it's on par with what they've done before i am actually on the fence if i am actually going to attend the celebration this year i'm not quite sure uh if i want to do that but i definitely implore any of who want to go to go for sure uh, in terms of going to see the celebration um uh, but I'm not sure. I'm not so sure yet. But what one thing I wanted to, to get people's opinions on, one thing I wanted to speak something on, too, is Jesse Johnson. Now, there was something that happened over the week where somebody tried to uh, put Jesse on blast over some private comments he made about Prince and, you know, Prince tributes and I think some other uh, Prince protégés and alumni and from what I gather, it looked like it was either a phone conversation or it was a private conversation and somebody was taping Jesse, right? And then they put that online. They made like a, a YouTube page on it. And I think they even have like a Twitter handle. I don't, you know, I don't know the person's, I don't even remember the, the, the username of it and all that. And you know, I started seeing some rumblings of it, but I just I, I wasn't paying too much attention, so I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. So somebody actually sent me the link of it, and I was like, "Oh, this is what they're talking about." I was like, "This is Jesse." I saw they got Jesse out here like this, <laughs> and people was going in, you know, of course, what what fans were doing stuff. But here's my take on it. <coughs> uh. 
Actually, I think the shit was corny. I'll just keep it 100. It's what I would call sucker shit. Right? Because here's the thing. If you having a conversation, if I'm, if I'm having a conversation, let's say with Big Sexy, and we chopping it up, we, we dialoguing, we on a phone call, me and him, and he, he might go in, he might start talking about his feelings about something, and maybe he's talking about somebody. For me to record that, and then maybe because I felt some sort of way about it, I didn't like what he was saying about that person. And then I knew that this was uh, something to do with Big Sexy's job or the way that he gets bread, his money. And I went out there and put that on the Internet <laughs> to, I guess, to expose Big Sexy and then possibly stop him from getting a bag. I would be a bitch for that. I'm going to tell you why I say that. Even if I don't, even if I disagree with what he was saying. See, the thing is, though, if I had a problem with what he said, then that's for me to approach him directly when he said it and say, hey, man, I, I don't, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we have a conversation, not take his comments behind his back and go blast him out to the world trying to put him on blast. That's corn. You're supposed to have the same energy if you feel that way about what somebody said. And I assume you're the person that recorded it. Wouldn't you speak to that person at that time and go back and say that to them? You don't put that stuff on black. Oh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna show them. He ain't gonna get no money. They gonna have to pull his name off of that. I'm gonna mess his all, haul his whole thing up. You don't get any stripes for that. You don't get no stripes. You don't get no respect for that. You're a snitch. And it's not even really a snitch. You are untrustworthy. You don't have any morals about yourself. Right? It's a private conversation. Yeah, people say all kind of stuff when they, they think they're talking in confidence with somebody. Are, are are they being maybe uh, contradictory in what they say or are they being talking shit or whatever? That, yeah, that may happen. That's what people. But we're all people. Sometimes we do these things. But is it your place to go behind their back and record that conversation? Did he agree to be recorded during this? Was this supposed to be put out? Did they? Oh, I know you might go ahead and put this out there. So I'm going to just go. Now, if that was the case, that's something different. But I'm pretty sure that ain't the case. <laughs> right? So to me, not even going to what he may have said about certain people or what he said about Prince. Who put it out there? Who, who's recording cats behind their backs and then trying to go out and expose people? Who does that? And my other part about it is, if you're the person that do that, then put your name on it. Exactly. If I'm supposed to yeah, hear point. what you got to say and you're supposed to be standing up for something, then stand on it. So that means it ain't you can't have a name of, you know, Purple Disciples 66 or 777 or, or 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 you know, Paisley Public Defenders 
9311. That ain't going to work, Playboy. Put your name on it then. Susie, you know, strawberry shortcake, whatever. Put your actual name so then you can stand up and take all the smoke that if you have the same energy you'll put somebody else on, put yourself on blast too so that we can know what your agenda is, who you are, understand how you recording people behind their backs and then you if that's the kind of person you are then you need to stand on that so then then we can take all the comments as we need to otherwise i don't care what they said we're dealing with the person who put it on blast first shit is corny so we don't carry no weight as simple as that and that's my opinion now some people may feel others oh jesse didn't uh, that's cool, but that that man spoke. He said what he want to say. Now, the Paisley Park and them don't pull his name off of there. Now what? All you can do is just don't give him your money and go there. But trying to get in front of somebody else's situation, that's their bread or how they provide for family or opportunities because you don't like what they said about Prince or something or the others. Again, okay, but... Didn't you go holler at him about that? But I'm I'm pretty sure you're not. <laughs> so that's to me that whole thing. It just looked mad, corny, whack. I'm I'm tired of the people. They can't put their name on what they say. They're just trying to cloud chase. Stand on your thing, then stand on your platform, if that's what you're gonna do. But but we really gotta be careful of these recording people's conversations and then putting them on blast once they when you get into that level of the game it's really what's what people don't want to talk to nobody then because then they know oh you probably recording this huh or ah oh, man i can't really say what i really want to say because y'all on some dishonest type stuff man well is that how he really feel maybe it is and if it is so what then that's his his comments. If he wants to speak his truth out there, let him do that. So, anyway, big sexy man. What, what do you think about this whole this whole? Thing? You know, it initially reminded me, and, and since Q wasn't here today, I guess I'll bring be the political topic here. It reminded me of the whole uh, Linda Tripp, Paul Lewinsky thing. You know, Paula went to Linda in confidence. And said, you know, whatever was going on with Clinton. And next thing you know, it's on blast. The same type of deal. I don't know who this person was that was speaking to Jesse or why they chose to violate his confidence and speak on his business when it was no one else's business. It was a punk move, man. Just plain and simple. And I've had the opportunity to speak to Jesse directly a few years ago. And while I would not claim to know him very well by any stretch, you know, Jesse has no problem with mincing words either. If he wants to say something publicly, he'll say it. You know, so for this person to, you know, go ahead and undercut his entire program and now threaten his money and his standing in certain circles, that's just a punk move. It's like you said, you got something to say, put your name on it. Don't be this all confidential sources or reliable information. No, fuck all that. You got something to say, say it, and let the chips fall where they may. 
And again, if you don't like what Jesse said in the conversation, then you go to Jesse directly and say, Jess, what's up with this, man? Let's let's work this out or whatever. But to go ahead and air them out like that, all that does is call attention to yourself, you know, as someone who's got, you know, oh, un- unknown personal Prince news. You get it from me first. And, and like, like you said, Mikey, like strawberry shortcake 23, man, get out of here. That's weak. That's some weak sauce. Yeah, if, and it's one thing if Jesse's put that out here himself or if he's been in interviews where you he said things you might not agree with. I, I get that. But to take the private conversations and put that out there like that, it's, yeah, you're not. It's, not it's corny. And then you got to take it down because you know it's wrong. You know, that's not how you get down. That's not the way it is. So. I just gotta be careful on that. Aunt Pooh, um, I know you had posted something, might have been internally, or people had wrote out what he said. I didn't even really get to hear all that he said, to be honest, because it was so hard to hear it. Yeah. yeah. But I seen a little posting. They, you know, hasn't transcribed it. <laughs> That's just so funny style. Actually, if you really think about it, like if me and you had a conversation and somebody posted out there, and that cast transcribed the conversation. <laughs> like you gotta really think about what. What's really going on in your life? <laughs> is that where we're at at the game? And most of the Prince fans ain't kids. They right. old and grown folks. <laughs> so this it, it really kind of boggles my mind. Like, God damn, like, is this how how we at right now? That niggas is like 40 or 50 years old almost. Mm. On some like Dude, you nigga, been this, this not Justin Bieber or you know these little Kitty bopper. We're talking about grown ass men and women. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, I put up on Facebook a, wh- a while ago that said, uh, I said, the Prince Army are just as bad as the Beehive. The only difference is, is that the Beehive are a bunch of millennial teeny boppers. Wish y'all grown ass folks excuses. Because they're pretty bad at times, really bad. When I, when I heard about it and read the transcripts, I looked at it like, I don't see what he's saying that's so bad. I mean, we don't know the full extent of his relationship with Prince. Exactly. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's been verified as truth, but Jesse Johnson had an album called Shockadelica. Prince put out a song called Shockadelica. So, I mean, we, we, we could take a guess that he did it to kind of fuck with him. But if we, you know, want to be truthful, like, yeah, that was kind of some fucked up shit he did there. And, it, and furthermore, we again, we read in all these books. We, we're not there. We have people giving second and third hand accounts. But nobody's really coming out and saying, nah, he didn't do the time that wrong like that. Who's out there really saying, nah, he didn't do the time like that? So their relationship he has a reason to feel the way he does about him. And now people are saying, well, why does he take the money at uh, to do this Paisley Park thing? I'm going to assume they're going to pay him because I just feel like Jesse, if he's talking this like this, they probably had to pay him. But what I'm not going to assume is that Jesse went hat in hand and begged him to bring him there. And instead, maybe they came for him. And maybe they came with a big enough check to make him say, to get his attention, yeah. All right, fine, I'll do it. 
we we don't know all of this. So everybody that wants to cancel Jesse Johnson and get him off of the Paisley Park thing, I think you should take a step back and one read what he's saying because I don't. You might not like hearing what he said, but you don't know the full relationship that they've been through. And the other part is. He's not alone in echoing the way Prince treated him. And we got this love for Prince, but we cannot be blinded that he did some effed up stuff to some people. He's not perfect. This just beyond Prince Prince was not a perfect person. He still got and the thing is is that even the people that have said, yeah, he did this, he did this little thing, Morris, see, there was the problem with them. They still had love for him. So even if he is saying what he said in this in this transcript, and I read it, I don't feel I think the only thing that I would have a problem with is the fact that he said he didn't want to perform with all these shitty musicians. That that and that that ain't even got anything to do with Prince. That's got to do with um the people that are performing with, with these shows. Now he even called out uh Sheila E. He said she bothers the shit out of me. We don't know why. All he said was she bothers the shit out of me. Right. We, don't, we don't know. He didn't put in. Why? You just, you don't know. We don't know what their relationship is like. But to me, the only thing I would side eye is the fact that he said that they're shitty musicians because I'm like, I don't think Prince has ever played with a shitty musician. No. So <laughs> they no. should they should feel some type of way about it. But Prince probably Prince probably looked down like, I just, you got me, you got me. Well, maybe Tony him on guitar, but other than that. <laughs> So yeah, shout I'm like out, shout out to my guy. Call him out. <laughs> Listen, well, you know, any the, my thing is any of the comments that he said, that that's what that man said. I mean, he said that in private, so I it really ain't nothing for me to comment on. <laughs> It'd be like if I had a conversation with you and it was in between me and you, I might say some, I might have said some shit, but he he doesn't need to be called to task on what he said because it was a private conversation. So. I mean, it is what it is. You you wasn't supposed to hear it, so you heard it. Now what? It's one of those situations yeah, when when brothers have a disagreement. You know, like for instance, I'll, I'll use us. You know, if me and Mike have a disagreement and, you know, some words are said and then it becomes public and someone else jumps in, yeah, well, I'm with Michael, so sexy, you ain't blah, blah, blah. It's like, hold on, man. Hold on. I can say anything I want about my brother. You can't say shit about my brother. That's how I look at it. You know, sometimes people need to just stay out of it, man. Ain't got nothing to do with that. Well, yeah, and, and, and in the context of how you heard it, it ain't none of your business. Exactly. <laughs> so even if you disagree, we didn't ask you what you thought. That That's their <laughs> conversation. You, 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 you was ear hustling. Essentially, you was ear hustling, and now you want to have a feeling about it. Well, you know what? You should keep your ear. Stay out of my, you know, you're not in my conversation. I wouldn't talk to you. I'm talking to whoever the person who was either on the phone with or in the room with. And then if it was another person taping it, then again, they was in the wrong because it ain't, it ain't had nothing to do. It's when you, if there's two parents talking about something going on and you were an outsider. Oh, I don't think that. Excuse me. Who are you? Well, I just. <laughs> I, I was actually walking by and I happened to hear, I know, but we don't know you. You have nothing to do with this. Ain't none of your business. Who, do I know you? Do you know Prince? Are you, you work here or are you a family? So who are you? Well, so if the family or the Paisley Park or whoever 
they done cut the check and signed the contract to have me here. Who are you? You you're a customer. You don't you're you're not privy privy to the dealings going on in the back room. So one, if you have a feeling, what they say, stay out of your feelings, right? Because this ain't got nothing to do with you. Go on the other side of the rope. We'll call you when we're ready for you. But this ain't got nothing to do with you. I'm not in your house. Again, all the people who got outraged, if somebody was to take a, a, a private conversation you had in your household and blasted it on Facebook or whatever, and all of us jumped on the comments and started telling you how you live your life, how would you feel? You'd be the first one talking about, oh, it's a violation of my privacy. You don't know. You don't know the relationship I have with you. Don't, da, 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 da. So it's the same energy. <laughs> have that same energy you would have for that as you will for somebody else. So it ain't got nothing to do with us. Uh, one thing I, I did want to say is I, I do have to disagree with you saying the private conversation part right. because in the sense that I'm still going ham at Hulk Hogan and that was a private. I'm still going ham at Donald Sterling. Sterling? Yeah, I think it was Sterling. And that was private. So I'm like, ah, certain well, things. Well, well we see, should... I have the same energy for that though. <clears throat> the same thing. It ain't really our play. The same thing, I think, even when the Trump thing happened. Uh, again, he's, he's talking to somebody off the record. And he might be talking reckless and crazy. No doubt about it. But no way in hell would he have said that if he knew everything was out there. You know, if he knew it was going to be put on blast. I'm not, I'm not saying what he said was right. But I'm just saying, when we get to the point where people having private conversations saying certain things now you could say well again this this jesse thing is not a racial thing it's not a sexual thing but i think in the uh concept of it though is we in particularly i know some men can say some wild stuff around other men that they they think they in a private conversation with their boys that they wouldn't say if they was at work and it would be unfair to take that private thing Oh, I, I sneak taped them. I'm going to put them on blast. I, I'm going to use a different, you know, this is anonymous. I'm going to blow them on blast. Again, if we don't let, our, we wouldn't allow our own personal stuff to be handled like that. I just don't buy it. I mean, to me, it'd be like, if I could tell you right now, there would probably have been uh, family dinners where some of the older family members was feeling whatever they was talking about in some sort of way. Ah, now watch out! Don't you go in there and get you no white girl now. And the now, I'm keeping order. But if you, if somebody had post, posted that out, oh man, here go uh, Michael Dean's grandma said this. They probably don't like white women. I'm like, wow, that's what y'all gonna run with? Who who recorded that at my house and put that on blast like that? She ain't talking. She would never say that out there in the world. You know what I mean? They just, they feel uncomfortable around their own family and she telling you something. You know what I'm saying? You know what that is. That ain't no, she ain't racist type of, oh, they said this. Or, that would be foul. That would be foul for the person who put it out there like that. Because that ain't, you know what I mean? If then that's the case, then we can't never have private conversations. You always got to be speaking on something you might not necessarily feel, but because you want to put on a certain face, you're going to say what you think they want to hear. And sometimes you're going to hear ugly stuff. But that's what people are, man. That's, that's who we are sometimes. When it's simply, you shouldn't go listening to his phone calls. 
well, I just want to find out if he said, yeah, but see, it's your business. It's not you. You might hear something you don't want to hear. And it ain't really your place to make that decision. So that's just how I, I, I'm speaking on a sort of a different type on the concept of that. I'm not a, I'm not like giving a pass to what was said. But my thing is, if you are going to try and put yourself in a situation, then you need to stand on it. There. If you can put another person on blast, then you stand on putting them on blast. Otherwise, we should have the same smoke for whoever released that. Yeah. And the other thing, and please correct me if I if I'm wrong here. I think Jesse has been pretty consistent with how he speaks of Prince. I haven't seen him be overly negative and I haven't seen him be overly positive towards him. So people mad that they got this intimate look at how he really thinks about Prince. I'm like, but publicly, I think he's being pretty consistent. He ain't dogged the man publicly. He ain't he ain't praised the man like he was the second coming. No, I mean, and that's one of the reasons we like. <clears throat> to me, I like Jesse because he seems to, to just keep it, keep it one hundred to how you, you know, like you know that uh, Quest Love thing. He was saying some stuff. People had a problem with it, but I have. I mean, hey, them brothers had a journey. They was early on, with what was going on, and the before, back in the days, most of the stories we heard about was the Time Prince stories, and it was all a lot of us like, man, he kind of did the time dirty, you know. The, that's how all them stories ain't changed. It's just now, you know, we celebrate Prince more than anything else now because he's not here. But it was the same back in the day. They, oh, man, Prince was doing them dirty. Oh, you see how he did da, 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 da. Just now people don't really want to hear that kind of shit, I guess. But, I mean, you know, Prince going to be all right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's going to be okay. <laughs> you know, everything is going to be fine. Uh, but you know we just got to be careful with the the winch hunt hunt type of stuff and the putting people on blast. I just I just didn't like the putting people on blast type stuff. We don't know who it's coming from. Like, what's the agenda of the person put it out? Who put it out there? Why? What's their name? Who, who recorded that? What context was it? When was this recorded? I mean, we should have regular answers. These are answers you would have, like to put what he said in context. Was this last week? Was it two years ago? When, when was this said? And what changed between, you know what I'm saying? Who, who was he talking to? Was he, did he know somebody was recording? He's like, I don't give a fuck, nigga, get this on tape. Or was he like speaking to somebody in confidence? And then somebody did him, did him dirty. Or maybe they was mad because Jesse didn't want to do something for them. Oh, I'm, I'm going to put his ass on blast. Or were they trying to blackmail him? See, these are all legitimate questions to me. So when you can't have all the answers, then I can't have all the smoke for, I don't know what's going on. All I know is people snitching <laughs> and, and cutthroat. They doing people dirty. That's all I, that's what I can tell you. I just don't know who it was. I just know they got a brother. And that's the other part I'm gonna have to, I'm almost all have to stand on in one hand too. I know they got a brother. They're trying to dirty his name up, trying to get him, trying to cut off his opportunities. I don't like that. So on cold, I'm gonna always be like, oh, what is this? Yeah, I, I, I need more information. We don't believe you. And I don't even know who this is. So who, how you know it? That's Jesse? <laughs> I play stupid. Who is that? I don't know who, who that is. <laughs> so an impersonator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Who, who where he come from? Oh, okay. So, yeah, they can miss me with all that, man. They can miss me. But anyway, 
Shout out to Jesse Johnson. Shout out to Paisley Park. Shout out to Prince, Lexi, and all that stuff. You know, and uh, if anything, I'll say if you got a problem with it, when you go to Paisley Park for celebration, you paid your money to go in there. I tell you what, go walk up to Jesse and ask him and let him know your, your issues. That's the best way to deal with it. So if you're not going to do that, then, you know, Twitter gang banging on Twitter or Facebook. Nah. We'll take it as just as serious as your as your username. So <laughs> don't mean nothing. <laughs> but I tell you what, if you're really about that life, like I said, stand up and ask a question when you in Paisley Park. Or don't pay for it. Because if you're still talking crazy and you don't gave them a thousand dollars and forty nine dollars service fee for a faculty fee or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, here's what you think about it. Now I'm talking crazy. Why is Mike so bitter? Bitch, I'm sick. <laughs> but anyway, shall we continue? <laughs> What's the what, what else we got on yes, the docket? God damn it. Uh, well, speaking of snitches, just real quick, uh, say goodbye to Takashi Six Nine. Oh man, that dude copped the plea and put everybody under the bus. I'm I'm not mad at him in the sense that, you know, if it was me that was that was uh first of all I wouldn't be caught up in that mess. But if I was, I'd be snitching like a mofo. But the problem is is I'm not some gangster. I'm not some blood. I'm not out of here wanting all the smoke from Chief Keith and all the other folks. So I'm like, dude, what happened to the rules of the game? That ain't the game. Omar is rolling his well no, not Omar. Uh Avon is rolling his eyes at you. Mm-hmm. Well, Avon's a fictional character, but hey, but you know, <laughs> I don't know no real criminals, okay? <laughs> well, there's Al Pole. Okay, little little Kim is rolling her eyes at you. <laughs> you said little Kim. She ain't no yeah, she goddamn did a year. She did a year. Please. Please. Hey, she did it. Please. Martha Stewart looking down like you Holy bitch. <laughs> yep. Martha, Martha, Martha took her time and stood tall. Martha Stewart wasn't sitting on for, wasn't looking at forty seven years in prison either. <laughs> yeah, no, she wasn't looking at that either. <laughs> I mean, you know, hey man. As we said it before about this guy, uh this is a this is just this is a perfect this is a, a perfect example, a learning moment where Everybody want to be a nigga until it's time to be a nigga. And, you know, everything but the burden. You want the spoils of the game without the struggle and the danger of what comes with that. And it's the same thing we've always seen over time. And, and even if you go to the fictional characters as we talk about Scarfaces and all that or the real life ones. You're not going to be in that game, that life of crime, and not walk away with some whippings, lashings, and consequences. And he's a perfect example. A song I had called I'm Cool. I got 10 years of balling now, uh, trying not to drop my soap on a rope. It's not worth it. All this from what well, he had, he had a couple years where he was the hottest thing out. Couple years. Now the the balance, the 
the, the, the price to that is 47 years possibly in prison to have two years of balling. It's not worth it. <laughs> All you had to do was rap. The slanging kilos of what was it, heroin or whatever or ordering assassination hits on people and robberies banging chicks and all that all you had to do was rap you had to do all that other stuff but because you wanted to be a gangster wanted to be a nigga now you have to be a, you have to pay the cost and unfortunately well you see a lot of these situations they're not they don't really want to be that when it's time to time to pay that toll and that toll was just going to do do them years and realize they want to do them years so I'm going to start singing. But the thing is, you're still going to do them. You're still going to do some years and your whole thing is done. You can't. I mean, was he a witness protection program where they're going to have to strip his face, give him a facelift because he got all tats on his face. They're going to know who you are. You got your family out here scared in danger because people trying to get at him on the streets. They got higher extra security. I mean, it's not worth it, man. Uh I feel sorry for him and I don't feel sorry for him because he chose that lifestyle. He wasn't forced into it. He didn't have to be doing that. You had the game backwards. You're supposed to be in the streets and striving to get out. He want to be back in the street. <laughs> he want to get the riches and go back into the street life. It doesn't make any sense. You know, that's not what we do. We try to go legitimate. We don't try to get illegitimate. Go, let's get more gangster. Marlo Stanfield. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. Nope. It doesn't work at all. And the people that was around him, listen, the gang life is going to be the gang life on one hand, but I would have thought at least some of them older cats would have had more smartness about it. Say, yo, that's the golden egg right there. Protect the money. Because as long as he's doing his thing, we're going to get paid. And the hood going to get paid. But they had to test his game. To make sure, if he, oh, you're going to be a part of this. Well, you got to put in work, too. He should have got an exempt. <laughs> no, he's the money. Don't let him be around none of this stuff. So we can get this money and extort him or something. But how are you going to extort the dude if you're trying to kill him? And you got him out there busting the guns and stuff, too. It don't make no sense. So the whole thing was fraudulent. You know, it, it was it would have been the ultimate come up hustle for them brothers to put him as the face while they doing all the dirt in the background. He out to generate millions and getting us into different things so we can get transition this into something legitimate. Or if we're going to run game on the background, at least it's padded. So that the cash cow is secure, the bag is secure, right? While we doing, we can run around town extorting everybody, but the cash is, the cash game is just like uh, death row for someone. You make sure Dre is not touched or Snoop is not touched so that we can get this money. The foolishness is in the background, but we keep that out the news. Here, they had the foolishness on front. And this is what happened. Done. And of course, you're going against the United States government, so you're not going to win. Well, they got, don't they have like a 99% c 
conviction rate or something. Yeah, they got pretty good good numbers. Yeah, they not they don't even make a move unless they already got their case, and that's probably what it was. And they probably laid it out in front of them, said, "Partner, either you gonna flip, when are they gonna flip?" But we got all your niggas on tape, so there really isn't. I mean, we're gonna win. Just trying to give you a, a, a out to see who want to flip because. You know, it's just a race out for us to want to get to the offer wins. Yeah. And that's all that probably was. Like, because somebody's going down this shit. Yeah. That's a big bay take little bay for your ass. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that to me, it's just, it's an, he's, a, he's an example for anybody else coming forward to like, remember, get out of the game. All you got to do is rap. You don't, don't let these people get you all hyped up. Oh, yeah, he's badass and he's gangster. And, he run around every city telling them to suck dick and da, 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 da. see they'll let them all hype you up. But see the thing, all those people who use promoting him, you know, the ache acts and all these different other platforms that pump him up and had him. How many of them are gonna go do the time in your place? None. So, I think only I think only one person has done time for somebody, uh shine for Diddy. And yeah. He, he got screwed coming out, so. But none of these people that's promoting it and keep talking about it and egging it on, none of them are going to do your time. So don't let them gas you up to be, mm-hmm. you know, keep going because, again, you're the one going to pay the price. And I I know we should, it's too much to expect better for someone like that. But at some point, do you get some common sense to say, I need better friends that gonna, that that going to protect me? You know, you, like if you still want to do that dumb shit, you got to have better friends. At least do some. I'm not advocating for this, but at least do some dumb shit that's somewhat worth it. <laughs> like, what are you doing? That's why they say you always got to have you're about as good as your team situation. And if everybody mm-hmm. around you is dumb or don't have your best interests, then it's a matter of time. Yeah, it's just going to crumble. Like there, you're right. There should have been somebody the real person behind the scenes who really has some game and one was going to see what's going like, oh, okay, let me take control of this. Cause we want this thing to go longer than two years. And the way this thing is going, everybody going to go down and people's somebody else is wearing a wire. There's, there's too much dissension in the family. There's too much dissension in the team. And so they, they were already so splintered and as you can see it now, there was a lot going on behind the scenes. Most of them just didn't know what the hell they was doing. They were still in that thugged out, cutthroat mentality. Everybody was going at everybody at the end of the day, I suppose. And again, that's this is what happens. And then, then when they all getting to the to the system, was who's gonna flip first? You know, one dude, he's the shoddy. He said he gonna stand tall, and he's trying to stand by some principles of the street and whatever. I can understand that. But if everybody else ain't standing behind that, then. <laughs> You're going to be the one standing tall doing rest, you know. But again, I guess that's the gangster life. I ain't in it. So like you like you said earlier, and I would have never been in that position to begin with because I wouldn't even. I'd be like, I'm just going to rap. Y'all, you who do <laughs> Y'all sure. gangs banging. I'm cool. Then I'll be the sucker. But I ain't going to be in this shit. I'm cool. Mm-mm. So that yeah, Takashi six nine, uh, his L L is official. Uh, hopefully, he can get his thing together in in uh, for the benefit of his children or his child. I know he got a daughter and stuff, and his mother. 
I hope they get it together. That's all I can really say on it. But and the people who gonna win, the music label. Yeah, yeah they are gonna get their paper. No, they they already got their money. <laughs> album was already recorded. They can keep you know they'll keep doing that thing. And it's the same old. They ready? Where the next nigga at? <laughs> Bring on <laughs> the <much>. next. <laughs> what was the one brother that was dancing on the table? Oh, Bobby Schmurda. Yeah, he was okay. We need another. Who's oh, the next God. one? He he went to prison too, right? You know, he was hiding prison. So, you know, on to the next. Um, speaking of next, let's get into Liam Neeson, shall we? Uh, actually, I want to play some of this. Let's see here. Give me a second. I'll tell you a story. This is true. I'm not going to use any names, but I was away and I came back and she told me she had been raped, but she handled the situation of the rape in the most extraordinary way. But my immediate reaction was, I asked, did, they, did she know who it was? No. What color were they? She said it was a black person. I went up and down areas with a cosh, hoping I'd be uh, approached by somebody. I'm ashamed to say that. And I did it for maybe a week, hoping some black bastard would come out of a pub and have a go at me about something, you know, so that I could kill him. And it, was, it took me a week, maybe a week and a half to kind of go for that. And she said to me, where are you going? I said, I'm just going out for a walk, you know. Said, What's wrong? No, no, nothing's wrong. Fine. It was horrible, horrible when I think back. But I did that. And I've never admitted that to it. I'm saying it to a journalist. God forbid. Holy shit. It's awful. But I did learn a lesson from it when I eventually thought, what the fuck are you doing, you know? And I come from a society, I grew up in Northern Ireland in the Troubles, and, I, you know, I, I knew a couple of guys that died on hunger strike, and I had acquaintances that were very caught up in the Troubles. And I understand that need for revenge, but it just leads to more revenge and more killing and more killing. And, you know, Ireland, Northern Ireland is proof of that, you know. All, all the stuff that's happening in the world at the minute, the violence is proof of that, you know. So it's, uh, so, but that's, yeah, primal need, I, I understand, you, you can know. relate to that. All right. Woo. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm going to say he was looking for some black bastards. <laughs> Not black men. Black bastards. He he took his time on that too. I think, he, I think he he's like, oh, don't say that one, black bastard. I'm just saying he paused a while to get that out. Uh, I'm gonna go around the room first. Big sexy. Mm-hmm. What was your immediate takeaway from this stuff? <clears throat> Since uh, all three of us are uh, men of the world here. The fact that he did this, that he said this, unprovoked, 
and nobody like you know aired him out and busted him for saying something first. The fact that he said it and owned it and said, you know what, something is wrong with me to have these thoughts. I don't applaud it. I under I understand it because I have seen, and you know I'm not you know too arrogant to admit when I'm wrong, but I've done the same thing. No matter what. And it's not about a particular difference, race, gender, whatever. But if someone has wronged you or someone close to you, a lot of times people will think, you know what, the next person of that ilk, I'm looking for him. You know, I'm looking for some of that action. So you can make yourself feel better at, you know, I don't say the expense, but at the, uh, in the name of, of making your friend feel better. And to step back and think, you know what, man, I should not be about this. There have been times where I have said things, and I'll step back like, you know what, hey, hey, no. You need to cool that shit out, man, seriously. You know, so I understand it. I do respect that he acknowledges that he was wrong here. I don't believe anybody needs to go at him like for anything like this. But... It, also, I don't think it's the type of a conversation that people should make public. It was his choice. You know, he, he brought it up to the to the media, so you know it's going to come out. But I don't think it's uh, one of those situations like a Sterling or something of that ilk at all. No. All right, all right. Um, <clears throat> big uh, excuse me, uh, ample. Well, when I read it, of course, you know my sensitive ass. I'm like. Man, f Liam Neeson. Like f him. This is what he thinks about us. This is what he, how, he's gonna go to try to commit uh, racialized murder. And then part of me was, I, I started, I wouldn't say get caping, but on the forgiveness track. Well, you know, he he admitted it. He he didn't have to tell us this, and he didn't do it. And he, you know, I was just kind of conflicted. But something just kept rubbing me the wrong way about how this came about the words he used, what he claimed he was willing to do that I said, I, I just don't want to, I just don't want to mess with the guy. And I was listening to the read and Kid Fury nailed it perfectly for me. The big problem I have with this and people have been, you know, copying pleas for him talking about, oh, well, this is a way for us to have the dialogue about race. And this was a teachable moment and things of that nature. And I'm like, well, what Kid Fury said was he brought this story up to use to promote his film. He brought the story up to make him money. He, people are saying that this was 40 years ago. I haven't read where he stated that, but this, this given the benefit of doubt, 40 years ago, 1979, dude was in Ireland. Then he moved to London in 1981. I, I read up on this. So he came into prominence in 1993 with Schindler's List. So if you don't want to say he's had 40 years to use this as a township of moment, and you want to say, well, he wasn't that famous to, for anyone to care. Well, 1993, that was 26 years ago. He's had 26 years to bring this story out of mothballs to use as a teachable moment, to, to tell his uh, fellow white people, don't um, 
try to kill or don't hold this whole hatred towards uh, an entire race or entire religious of people because this was what I did. He's lived through 9-11. He's lived through uh, London's been under, uh, has had several terrorist attacks. He could have brought this up then. He's from Europe. Uh, I'm sure he's been to France. They've been attacked, had a number of terrorist attacks. Did he bring it up then? No. He waited till he could monetize it for his financial gain. And that's the problem that I have with it. Never mind the fact that, one, I don't believe the story at all. It's just me on the record. This story just makes no, no fucking sense. And on top of that, you know, nothing can be substantiated because I'm sure he's going to go with, I'm not going to tell you who the, the woman that was raped. I don't believe the story happened at all. I think it's a case of him, you know, he's an actor coming up with a story that he think would make people relate to him to sell the movie. And I don't think it happened at all. And he just miscalculated. But if you want to give him the benefit of the doubt that he did, I say, fuck Liam Neeson, because you could have made this a teachable moment many times over. But you waited till you can get paid. I will say this, you know, I would hope that Liam or anybody would not concoct a story about any type of rape or sexual assault, because that's just some vile shit. You know, I have the unfortunate, um, I guess, I don't think, just the unfortunate situation where someone very close to me went through that, and... I remember it like it was yesterday, and I tried to take this guy's head off. I really did. So when a person has a loved one who, who goes through that type of trauma, I understand it. But having said that, if it is all fictionalized, just to pimp his movie, then fuck him. That's what this is a topic you don't you don't horse around with. So I would hope. Unfortunate as it is, I hope he's not making this up. Uh, yeah, sorry, I just got mixed up here a little bit. Uh, you brought up an interesting point there, Aunt Pooh. I didn't even think about that. The, 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 you know, in terms of when this is being brought up during a press run for a movie. I'll say this. On one hand, kind of like what uh, Big Sexy was saying, I can, uh, I respect the honesty. Like I can respect him telling this story. And, you know, you can, I can see that he has learned or understands he was wrong for his thoughts and his actions back then, whenever this was. Uh, because I I do find what he did way back in the day it was that's troubling to me that's disturbing to me, um, and and that type of stuff happens. Uh, the way you kind of put it into context, big sexy, it also reminds me of like a, a gang uh, drive by thing. Oh, they shot the homie. Who shot him? What's part of the town they from? Who was set? Okay, we going to ride on anybody out there. I don't give a fuck who out there. Blasting. Let's hit the streets. <laughs> I don't deny it. I'm a straight rider. Whoever out there going to get it. In his case, any black bastard was going to get it. He, he was on his, I wish you would. Right? He was on, I'm going to the club. 
somebody done touched my little sister. Nigga, I wish a nigga would say something. I'm taking all these niggas down. That's what he was on. Now, and, but he, he, he realized he was wrong. Great thing is he didn't, he, he, nobody did step to him or nothing triggered him to want to kill somebody randomly, black, a, a black bastard randomly like that. And like I said, I respect that he can say that. But here's the thing for me. I can respect the person. So I'm going to look at this as I'm going to take his celebrity out of it. Because I think a lot of times I've said before, we give passes to celebrities. We wouldn't even give people the time of day for some of the shit they say and do. We wouldn't even, we wouldn't even consider forgiveness or whatever. I'm going to fight for him. So I'm going to treat him as if it was somebody else. I say he, he was coming in. It was a job thing or something. And he told me, see, you know, back in the day, I, I want to work here. I, I want you to I want you to spend money here. But I, can I tell you something? Man, 50 years ago, I used to hate black people. Or there was a time when I was ready to kill one of you for. And this is the reason why I think I had a legitimate reason. I'd be like, whoa, first I'd be blown away because we were we were doing something that that ain't got nothing to do with it in a sense. Like, why would you say that? Like, that's kind of feel, why was he even say that? Now he's saying this because he think he was trying to say, this is how I got into the role of this character or whatever. But I'm like, but why would you say that to me? Like, ah, I was like, whoa, okay. I respect your truth and you seem to have come a different way, but here's how I would treat it. I'd be like, you know what though? With respect, I'm cool. I don't hate you. Uh, you know, I, I love the honesty, but I'm not going to spend money here with you because I have a, I, I, hopefully you respect the same way I, I may. I have an opinion on what you said to me or how it made me feel. And just in my conscience, I'm not breaking bread with you. Nothing against you, but I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -mm. <laughs> just I, I'm good, but I'm glad I know this about you. Uh, not necessarily judging you per se, because you sound like you have come a long way with it, but I don't know you. So I'm cool. Don't need to give you the benefit of the doubt. All I can do is I can dap you up. Good looking. Pray for you. I'm out. And that's how I feel about his situation. I'm not saying he's a racist or any of that. He, he said what he was. I think what he said was a racist thing that happened back in the day. Does he feel like that now? Probably not. That's what he said. If I take his word for it. But why would I? Why do I need to um, go along with? I mean, why do I need to? He's not. I'm taking a celebrity out of it. So I ain't going to care for him. Like, oh, I'm cool. Oh, oh, you did. Cool. We over here. Now, I would say a reason why. One of the reasons said because it just uh, the optics of it and how I feel like we just need to be on solidarity again. Not saying you a bad person, but uh, at some point, we just got to be able to say, you know what? There's got to be a certain amount of respect and there's got to be a certain sometimes where it's just like. I don't I don't bend or fold on certain things and then and, and my stance ain't got nothing to do with your stance, but my stance is to say, oh, that's what it was. Cool. Not fucking with you. Keep it moving. And we and I'm not mad. <laughs> like I ain't got to be mad. Just you know, I get my money, 
But anybody else wants to do it, that's their business. If you came in and you wanted and you wanted me to hire you for a job and you told me something like that, I'd be like, hey, thank you for coming in. I respect this is a great conversation. We're gonna move a different direction. Next. And that's how I feel by the way with him. I'm cool. Uh I question the thought process of why you would bring that into the conversation when it ain't got shit to do with nothing right now. Like that would make me think, well, man, how much game and sense does this guy have? I mean, that's your truth. And you sound like a good guy, but there's a time and place for everything. And I really don't understand the mindset of why you would bring that up right now. Benefits nothing. If anything, it elicits or triggers a emotional response from people because it is such a heinous thing you are talking about and there is a time and place for everything. And if you can have the judgment to say this right then here, then I don't really know what judgment call you would make later on down the line. If you just, you know what I mean? Like if I was the people that was behind these movies, I'd be like, man, what part of selling tickets is this? Because I, exactly. I, I brought you, I, I'm paying you to be in this movie and to sell me tickets, goddammit. I'm not out here to have you be a psychiatrist or to talk about your inner feelings or some dumb shit you did 40 years ago. How does that make me money? I mean, I I didn't, what part of my contract I have with you to go out here and do the press run for you to say things that would possibly sabotage my business? So it just doesn't make sense to me. So I I, kind of would judge it like that. I'm like, eh. I'm like, man, what? Huh? This is a business. <laughs> Anytime you say something, there are always repercussions and consequences. So sometimes that honesty, you know, you may want to get something out, but again, it will cost you. You know, timing is everything here. Yeah, like, oh, I, I want to I be on this executive board here. And I, I, oh, guys are a great company. I love this place. Let me tell you, man, it was an office party about 40 years ago. And, uh, you know, I ended up grabbing this girl's ass, you know, and I was going to, I got drunk and I just felt like I was just going to go around and the next girl who gave me even the time of day, I was going to do her right there. Oh, but, no, but I, no, no, no. And I realized after I went on a power walk that that isn't the way to do it. The power walk. Oh, my God. That's why he said. <laughs> now, I, I threw that in there because if you don't know, he, you know, on his apology tour for this comments, he said he went on a power walk. That's what changed his mind. So I, I'm just using his words. But if I if I saw so I said, yeah, that happened. But, you know, I realized it was wrong and I didn't do it. And, you know, we had to stop and think about things. I would be like, no, I'm not hiring. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> like, I'm glad you didn't do it. Hey, I know thanks that, for applying. Yeah, I yeah. know that was 40 years ago, but we're going to go in a different direction. Thanks for coming in. And that's it. So that's how I feel about it. Hey, man. Do, okay, I'm cool. So I'm I'm cool on Liam Neeson, and that hurts to me because I love. I'm, to me, he's Qui Gon Jinn, you know, Jedi, Phantom Menace, prequels. I just bought the prequels a couple of days ago, eleven dollars, and I thought he was always dope in that. I remember him when he was in Dark Man. Some of y'all remember that movie, but I'm cool. Nothing. I think he's still a great talent. Wish him success. Just probably. If, if 
if it comes down to if I had a choice, he wouldn't necessarily get my money. But I know he's got uh, the Men in Black movies coming out. He's got a, a role in that, the new one coming out. Not that I would want to see that per se anyway. But again, it just goes to affect other people's situations. It, it just goes back to show things I've said, I always say all the time. You have to have some sort of com- common sense about what you say. Well, why do we say certain things if we don't think them all the way through to like, okay, if I say this, is this going to be problematic for me or is this going to affect other people? Why am I saying this now? What does this serve? Do I really need to be telling my truth right now? Do I really need to have the attention? Um, you know what I'm saying? Why, why would you need the attention of this? Why, why, he's, even you hear the interviewer He's like, I don't believe I'm saying this to a journalist. And she was like, yeah, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> you sure you want to say this? <laughs> Fuck, man, I'm trying to wheel you back in. I'm trying to help you out, goddamn. But, you know, so. And then uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Here's an example of just shut the fuck up. Like you, <laughs> you don't always need to have an opinion. You don't always need to jump in stuff. She said this in regards to Liam Neeson. She said, uh, dude, have you watched Widows? His tongue was so far down Viola Davis's throat. You can't call him a racist ever. Racists don't make out with the race that they hate, especially in the way he does with his tongue. So deep down her throat. I don't care what I don't care how good of an actor you are. It's all bullshit. Ignore it. He's not a racist. He's a loving man. It's all lies. <laughs> uh, s- she has opened up her mouth before and said stupid mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, baby, just stop talking. Seriously. And how does this help Liam? It doesn't. How does it? How does it and then as a woman, first of all, I was, as a woman... Uh, uh, quote as a woman of color how does this look for Viola Davis you put her name in this I did not think of that part why, why would you put her name in this madness S- uh, uh, person of color it just doesn't make any sense to me what why does it have to be something? Then we go into a sexual connotations with along with some racist stuff. Why? First of all, what she said is outrageously stupid. But the, again, people say stupid stuff. But my thing, I have to look at it. Just, but why would you say it? Why right now? How does this help you? How does this help Liam? How does it help Viola Davis? Why were you opening your mouth? Do you have to have the attention that bad? It just it boggles my mind, man. Archie said to shut the fuck. This ain't got nothing to do with you. <laughs> oh, let me throw Viola. Let me let me speak on it. Huh? It's wild stuff, man. See, this is 
And y'all, y'all gave me some uh, issue with this. This is when I ca- I canceled her when she made that dumbass statement talking about blacks need to get their own superheroes. Stop stealing white folks' superheroes. Mm-hmm. I was done with her ass then. But this one, first of all, I saw the kiss that Liam Neeson gave Viola. That shit was crazy. They, they, there was no passion, love behind that. And it's acting. That too. So what does that got to do with his core feelings about anything? And is she just going to just not remember or just never knew? Slave masters were racist. I think we could agree. Slave masters were racist. But they had no problem going into uh, uh, Kizzy's uh, outhouse, whatever, back house. Outhouse. Great. <laughs> hey. <That's> great. hey. <laughs> and, and, dip, and dip a little in that. Making all these mulattoes and mixed babies, so you you further sound stupid. Yeah, uh, I forgot who brought this up, but Shrom Thurmond, dude, was a known segregationist, Democratic, and he had him a, a side baby that was black. So come on, stop with that. But the key is, who asked her? That's the thing. Exactly. It's like. Baby, this ain't got shit to do with you. Shut the fuck up. Oh, I'm sure somebody asked her, but and I'm sure they were very ex- happy that they got that answer too. Well, they probably asked her no, and she'd run her mouth off. Yeah. Oh yeah, that. I mean, it's the same thing we when there'd be like shootings or something happens, and they always go get the sort of the ratchetest black person on the news. Well, let me tell you what happened, girl. I saw down there, down there. It's, it's the same. The job rule. <laughs> it's that same type of thing, man. It's like, they gonna they gonna find a coon or some dummy to speak. They, they but I, yeah. I was just saying, I just I was just yeah, that's a damn good point. She did just throw Viola Davis under the bus. Like, well, he can't be that bad. He was kissing y'all queen. Wow. <laughs> wow. Boy, let there have been about. He said brown bastards or some Hispanic thing. What did what did she what she had cape then? That's what I always be wanting to know. Like, Lenin had said, I wanted to, who was it? Oh, it was a Jewish person. I wanted to go get some Jew back. Now, he, he would have, even he would have, did you, I'm sorry, Liam, did you say something? I, I was trying to say, he knew, he knew goddamn well. I ain't going down that road. I ain't going, no, I ain't got no truths. I ain't got no stories. So, Cause I already know it would it'd have been old. He'd have been old. Um, and an unprecedented move. The company who produced Singer's List is recutting the film digitally, putting his <laughs> face out. This has never Take been done before. <laughs> Redistributing the film, cut him out. Yeah, they ain't playing that. But and here's another aspect. I really wish you know black folks just get on call. And I don't know if we're going to talk about some of the blackface. There was the, the one with Joy Behar. <laughs> what, what gets to me is, is like with this story and the Joe Behar, people are saying, well, it's not really racist. You know, they, they, they're going at what is levels to racism. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, when it comes to the Jewish people, they ain't no levels to that shit. People, no. there was a, the LeBron James, he did a, a, a Instagram story where he was playing a song where in their mind, they were paying the Jewish community a compliment, talking about we're going to get our monies like the Jews. 
Jew, the Jewish people are like, damn that, fuck that. We ain't taking, we ain't, there ain't no levels to that. We don't like that shit. Apologize. And I just like, yo, why do we got to forgive every slight racism against us? Or look at the, or there's levels to it, or there's nuance to it. Nah, nah. He said it, Michelle Williams, uh, Rodriguez said it. Fuck them. Let's not fuck with them. True. True that. Uh, we might we might add a special guest here possibly. So, uh, Mr. Quentin Jones, are you there? I am here, sir. How are you? Oh, man, I'm good. Here you go with that voice. <laughs> <laughs> I know you gargled and everything. Right. I had to. I had to. Man, I actually just got my Skype up and running, so oh. this is a rare occasion. I'm really happy about this. Thank you. Thanks hey, for having man. me on. Hey, man, my pleasure. You sound great. Uh, for those who don't, we got we got uh, Quentin Jones uh, on the line, uh, man. Before we continue on, uh, sir, let me just salute you. I, I've been seeing your videos. You've been doing these uh, inspirational type words of wisdom uh, lately, uh, and I'm loving what you got going on, man. So just uh, salute you for that. Oh, thank you. And uh, so we got big sexy here, Ampu Quentin. Uh, Quentin, we just. Re- just talking about the Liam Neeson uh, situation, his interview that came out where he was talking about, you know, uh, going after the black bastards right. 40 years ago and all that. And we were just also talking about Michelle Rodriguez's uh, splaining that, uh, you know, he couldn't be racist because he tongued down Viola Davis. Uh, and no racist person could do that. Um, but with all of that said, and we've all kind of given our thoughts on it, I'm just curious if you had any thoughts on that topic well it's interesting that you bring that up i was uh listening to a show earlier today and that topic came up as well i wouldn't say liam neeson is necessarily a racist but when someone from a certain tribe has violated somebody that you're close to you're going to see nothing but red and you're going to want to destroy conquer whatever anyone from that tribe that particular tribe happens to look like us i think anyone in ours you know if we were in his shoes and we saw someone of a certain ethnic background for a moment in time we would have that same anger and that same fury and it's probably happened to us before mm-hmm. okay yeah it, it, it's an interesting thing i mean because it's like um what I do find interesting is that, uh, and I guess he's getting he's getting a lot of pushback. Let me be clear. Of course, um, he's getting you know, so he's getting both sides. He's getting pushback, and he's also getting people saying, "Hey, you know, it's not racist. This is that." And I'm curious. And again, I always feel like it's because people are celebrities. We sort of put our guards down, or we are more uh, easier to just kind of give the person the benefit of the doubt or, or champion somebody. But it's almost like sometimes if I wonder if a person who was not a celebrity and in a very real sense, you know, their family member was killed by the police or something and they had the thoughts he had and verbalized those in the media or something, they wouldn't get that same type. It would all be pushed back. It wouldn't be like, I don't know if we would give them the understanding of, well, like I would, you know, I'm not disagreeing with you, said, but I'm saying, I don't know if we would give people that type of, well, he was just hurt. Uh, somebody 
hurt his people. So now he wants to lash out at those people. I just feel like with black people though, there'd be people that there'd be people that be looking to understand. But anybody else, they wouldn't understand. They'd be like, no, that's wrong. You you can't think like that. You you, you can't do that. You can't say that about these people. And I just said, if he wouldn't he wouldn't fix his mouth that had said no Jewish person. Uh I don't know if they have Hispanic people over there, but I know I just think his his saying that I think we live in a situation where he is comfortable enough to even tell that story and know that it wouldn't be the end of him if he said it. I don't know if he thought that there'd be as much pushback as it is, but I know that he would never fix his mouth to say certain situations about other groups of people in that type of light. That would be my takeaway from this whole thing, but. Oh, I absolutely yeah. agree. But let me ask this. Sure. Wouldn't it be career suicide to even bring something up like that in today's climate? Exactly. And we were saying earlier, like, I, I don't understand the judgment of saying something like that. You're on a press run to sell tickets to a movie. There's a time and place for everything. I didn't, you know, that's not the time and place, in my opinion, to, to say what he said about that. And I don't know. If, again, I don't know, like his whole day. And I'm not trying to say this to Kate for him. So I don't know if he was just tired and your guard goes down and just starts running your mouth. But I just think that you would be seasoned enough to know that these certain topics, they ain't got nothing to do with my workplace. You know, I'm not going to go to work talking about religion type stuff. I'm not going to really even go to work talking about politics uh, or racial type stuff. And I was to him, he's at work when he's doing these, com- these, these interviews. He's here to sell tickets to this movie. So to me, some of these things just have no place in your workplace. Like the, it's too toxic. But uh, well, and I'm, and I'm curious to see, I think there's an article today in the Hollywood Reporter where they're sort of asking the question, you know, how is this going to affect him going forward? And they have a lot of uh, agents and things. And they're saying, you know, some people are saying from right now he might be done. So they're saying, you know what, well, maybe he should pull back a little bit. And then they're kind of questioning uh, some of the mo- newer movies that he has coming out. I think the most notable one, like I said earlier, was the Men in Black movie. Uh, that he's in that he doesn't have a he's not the star of the movie but he's in it more than it would be a cameo so they they said they haven't really had conversations about that but they do kind of got their eye on that to watch people's perception of him to see you know and they said it would, on the worst case they would pull a uh, <clears throat> what was my guy from the house of cards what was his name kevin spacey they had to pull him out of some movie and reshoot it to take his part out. They were like, that would be a, that would be the last, you know, way on the other side of the totem pole to do that on black uh, men in black. But they're trying to see what kind of smoke is coming out of this over the week. I believe his movie that came out this week is not going to beat. Uh, shout out to our sister. What's her name? Um, Cookie Lyman. <laughs> Taja P. Henson's movie. Is going to be number one, not Liam Neeson. So maybe that's the payback. But really, over Lego Movie Two? Wow, oh, Lego. Well, uh, that's a good question. Maybe she's tracking over him, and I don't know if she's tracking over that. But I did see that they said that she's beating Liam Neeson. I didn't know the Lego Movie came out this week. Um, but yeah, you know, and, and 
Uh, it's just one of these things where we got to be common sense when we speak <laughs> or where we're speaking at. And nobody should be doing what he just did. I'm not saying what he said was wrong, but it's time and place for everything. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, and Pooh, I don't, give me something else I know we're forgetting to talk about here. Uh, damn, you put me on the spot. Well, there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's been a number of black faces. I don't know if you wanted to get into that uh, one. Yeah. Uh, well, I think the most one that jumps out to me is that what did the Gucci had like a sweater? Oh, yes. yes I was yes. just writing that down. <laughs> I, I saw the picture of that, not knowing that there was a controversy at first, and I, I didn't know it was Gucci. Though. I just thought it was just some online prank thing or something. I was like, this looks, that looks stupid. What is that? Now I, I hear about the controversy of it. First of all, I don't understand, like, how, how does that look? Who would buy something like that? Even if I didn't know it had anything to do, or if it, even if it does, blackface, is that dope or something? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> That's Gucci? Is that the style they do now where you pull the thing over your mouth? and What is that called? You were asking the wrong person. <laughs> well, I believe it's, um, it's a mouth or a wind guard, like if you're out in the snow or cold climates. Interesting. Yeah. You know, like you're skiing. You got, back in the day, we used to have the the full ski mask on with okay. the eye openings, the mouth openings, maybe something along that line. Right. I got it. I was like, I was, I was like is this some kind of cosplay? <laughs> was this a superhero thing? But what were they thinking? I don't, let's put the big lips around it. It just see. I don't think it was lips per se. I think it was like making a red opening since it's for women, enhance the lipstick, and then when it gets the finished product, someone should have said, uh, "Guys, we have a problem here." <laughs> yeah. How does it go through the channel and the chain of, you know, the quality assurance and the production and does it? I guess it's a thing where you don't have any people of color or black people or someone or even just someone who has. Not, you know, it's knowledgeable about perception in public for brands. Like, how would someone not flag that and be like, uh, this may not play well to the, <laughs> it just boggles my mind. I don't understand. Like, Well, it's interesting that you bring this up because Prada had a similar situation a right. few months back. Right. They had like a Sambo type doll as a charm on one of their bags. Mm -hmm. And with these being European companies, European based companies, they don't have the same mm, dodgy history that America does when it comes to race, especially when it comes to blacks. So it's, com it's a complete missight, oversight, and they don't have the right checks and balances. And it's more than obvious that they don't have anyone of color, any black people on their staff, or at least in their PR department. Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's interesting, too, because uh, I think well, the Soldier Boy, he famously had the uh, Gucci, you know, headband uh, on a lot of his stuff uh, and his press run and stuff. And, you know, we were always seeing... Uh, and, you know, in some of our cultures, Gucci was always sort of like the high up or almost to like um, absurdity. Sometimes people would get fake Gucci bags or, you know, I think there was a time, you know, your whole outfit, you had to have the Gucci logo on it and all this and that. And the third, 
and you kind of wonder, it's like, man, did a lot? Did did the hip hop culture sort of really put Gucci in a certain place? You know, in terms of like, oh, we we love some Gucci. That's Gucci Mane, right? There's a rapper named Gucci and different stuff. And then we'll be, they'd be like, well, we should take our money elsewhere and spend it elsewhere. Like we have the power of the dollar and that's not that there. And we've talked about, but it makes me start to kind of, and I think I heard somebody else say this. I think it was Red Peel. Shout out to him. We start really questioning the whole, well, we have this value in our dollar. Like, you know, we have the spending power. But then I started, I started to want to really think like, is that really power though? Like, how do you have power if your power is spending? Wouldn't the true power be the person who gets that money from you? The owner? Because if all you have yeah. is spending power, <laughs> once you spend your money, you ain't got no more power. The person who owned this shit got the power. Because they could keep getting money. But if all we have is, and I'm not saying, I'm just throwing this idea out there, like, if it's spending power that we have, then what is it? How do you flex that power? I mean, like, wouldn't we have more power if we own this shit instead of we were just the ones pushing our dollars out? That's the difference between producers and consumers. And we've been on the consumer end for such a long time that, and I think you've mentioned this before, uh, Mike, in another show, where if a black-owned company brought out something, would we be champion it? Would we be behind it? Mm. Nope. We saw LeVar Ball. Oh, he's an asshole. He's loud. Oh, he's... Look at the way he talked to that white lady. How he... Why he think he could charge $500? Yeah. Uh, that's true. Uh, <laughs> I don't How know, is the business ahead. doing anyway? How, how's he doing? I have no idea. He sort of stayed out of the limelight. It seemed like he sort of... Oh no, he jumped back in this week, which I was oh, yeah. like, he ran it off this week pretty oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh man, it's like, dude, I want you to win, but you got to shut up. <laughs> I think you just answered your own question, App, about his product. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, unfortunately, the messenger can taint the message, and the more he does things like this, the more it's going to affect his brand. Yeah, but, well, well, when I say he needs to shut up, it wasn't so much affecting his brand. I mean, I, I think that is his brand is to be the boisterous. Yeah, sans but stuff. I was more so who what he was talking about as far as in relations to the Laker team going at the coach, talking about they're giving his son a, a losing mentality and things of that nature. You know, as far as him publicly uh, and trying to speak to his consuming audience, not so much. But as far as his son's. Uh, career, yeah, you need to shut up. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I can see it. Now, I don't think uh, they'll be part of the Lakers next season. I can just see it. You know, because Magic and his people will be like, you know what, he got to go. He's got to go. Take that to the to the Pelicans or somewhere. When he talked about going to Phoenix, Phoenix yeah, let's yeah. go. Take it to Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, kind of going back to the you know sort of his business thing, though. I think. There was a lot to be said where stuff like that, where people were quick to challenge him, his pricing on his stuff. When, of course, there's probably things that are priced even higher. But I guess they have a, again, it's all about that perceived value. Why well, hold Gucci in this highlight? So, of course, I'm a, 
yeah, I have no problem paying them that kind of money. But one of my own, uh, you know, there's again, the benefit of the doubt goes out the window. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know. Cause I remember when this yeah. came up, uh, we talked about this and <clears throat> someone, you know, posed to aunt, you know, well, he should make him for more affordable. And it's like, well, why? You know, and, I, and I'm with Ant on this. It's like, wait a minute. If this is my price point, and I say up front, look, if you can't afford this, this is not for you. Why am I wrong for that? You know, so I can see where it was coming from. You know, this, and that's what Gucci does. That's what Rolex does. That's what BMW does. Look, this is not for everyone. If you can't afford what we're charging, then guess what? You don't get one. You know what? I was listening to, Mike, you appreciate this one, Business Wars. And going back to General Motors, they were selling a they were selling a Chevrolet, and then they decided, okay, we want to get some more money, so they started tearing their cars: Chevrolet, Pontiac, Oldsmobile, Buick, mm-hmm. and then they created the Cadillac, which was the top of the line and big dollars. Now, people was like, well, why are you charging all that? I'm like, well, somebody gonna pay it. And people have been paying it since, what, since the 1940s. So he's charging it, looking for, you know, a big payday. Hey, either he's going to find out somebody's going to pay it or he's going to have to change his business model. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I guess the thing with Gucci, though, or some of these other brands, they, they're charging you big dollars for some questionable shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, whoa, okay. But, you know... I've never owned a Gucci item or paid for one. Uh, but I just feel like man, these companies can be disrespectful to certain people like this. You just shouldn't give them, give them your money. That's my whole thing. And as much as we have championed Gucci and, you know, Prada and Tommy Hilfiger and some of these, you know, stuff. Crystal. That, Crystal, all these types of things. I mean, it's just like, you know what? I'm not mad at those brands. Those are high-level things that we put a higher level on, but it just seems to me like they don't. As far as far as I know, they're not reaching back to like, you know. Oh man, we respect what y'all y'all done hyped us up and put a lot of money here's here y'all go or something. I don't I've not, I don't see that, so I just don't understand. I do understand why we champion this stuff. Let me be clear. I do understand that we want what we think they got, <laughs> and. If so, I get that, but I just think at a certain point we got to stop. But I guess it probably really won't. It really is going to take. Unfortunately, it's going to take the celebrities to be the ones who sort of set the stage for this. Unfortunately, because they they are the influencers. You know, I've, if uh, you know Beyonce, and I'm, and I'm and I'm not sitting here saying, oh, this is what they need to do. But I'm just saying, if a Beyonce or Jay Z came on the video and had burned. Or took some scissors and cut up a Gucci shirt. I'm sure if some people in the culture will follow that, they'd be like, "Oh shit, yeah, I'm doing that too." You know, just as if some people wear a certain thing, they go run and go do that. You know, I, I do think sometimes we say we had the power of the dollar. To me, that would be the power. The power is just take your influence and to be like, you know what? I don't need no relationship with them. <laughs> if it's like, if it's that bad. Buck them. Cut it up on the screen. <laughs> Just as much as we can use it to praise them, we can use it to show, to set, to send a send a vibe to the culture and like, you know what, we ain't rocking with that. 
They do that about other stuff. But we do that for we ain't rocking with these bitches. We ain't rocking with these, huh, you know, these niggas. What if we took that same power and was like, we ain't rocking with, with this. Then they probably, then you would probably really see some pushback. Be like, oh, sh- okay, let's change up. Make sure we get somebody in here who can market this ride, or they're more aware of. Actually, we do need their dollars. We do need their support because they're the ones been keeping us afloat. Making everybody else want to get it because they saw them kids wearing it. But, yeah, I mean, Gucci and them, they're going to do what they do. They just issue an apology and keep it moving. That's probably, and ain't gonna, probably not going to affect them too much, I'd imagine. You know, we'll still keep buying it. <laughs> um, the other one I wanted to also touch on is Jeff Bezos, National Enquirer. Did you guys hear about this story? <laughs> yes. The dick pics. So apparently, Jeff Bezos was getting, I guess, blackballed, or they attempted to extort or blackball him, the National Enquirer and their company. Uh, they have some, they literally say this in there. They had dick pics on Jeff Bezos. Of course, Jeff Bezos is the CEO of Amazon. Of course, he also owns many other companies uh, of, of note, Washington Post. And they had him on camera with a side chick, naked pictures. They wanted, so they, that was like, yo, you got to play ball with us and say these things out in the press or we're going to put you on blast. And he was like, nah, I ain't going for it. <laughs> that ain't it. I'm put you on blast and try to expose this whole thing. And he's basically kind of throwing in like, this is deeper than just like some dick pics. It's like it's some political type stuff going on because of course uh washington post uh they go in on, on some trump stuff they've been really doing some investigating reporting on um what was the was the saudi gentleman that was killed the reporter that got killed um or they chopped his body up and stuff Ew. happened a few months ago he they really yeah. been reporting on that and he sort of uh, jeff bezos sort of says that you know what this is all tied into you know, Trump doesn't like me, the Washington Post, uh, the guys over at American Media Inc., which operate National Enquirer, they're his boys. They've already been outed that they, you know, do catch and release stories, catch and kill stories for him. Uh, and that he's saying that they also have business dealings with the Saudis. And he's basically saying they don't like the Washington Post doing these stories. So this is the way... They're trying to shut that down as they're trying to get at me, you know, on this stuff. And, it, and it's a whole this big thing. Um, I actually find this very fascinating. Uh, one, because it's been proven that this is how the game goes. You got influence and power. You can get with the media to control the narrative on certain stuff. So if some somebody's going to try to drop a bomb on you, you can go to them and say, yo, buy that story out kill it and then you know man you can chop up and do some business i take care of you uh, i would not be surprised if if you on the level where you can do that for the president of the united states you're not also dealing with other governments around the world where the situation's like yo you need to get at that don't worry i got that they can't pull the trigger on that we'll stop that and then but then your question is well, what did they get in return for that and now you get Jeff Bezos 
again, I always say, these new cats, man, I mean, he's been in the game for a minute, but relatively new where he ain't coming from the money in terms of the generational part. He set up his own, you know, he the new kingdom that came in the game and he don't really have no ties with these cats. They can't really get money through him like they could everybody else. One, he wasn't paying taxes like that. And now he didn't amass an empire that they have to deal with because he wanted the kings of the game, right? And he wanted the richest man, if not, if not the richest man in the world, how do I get this cat to go play ball? And, you know, the old guard is like, yo, man, we'll take it down and dirty as much as we have to. We'll get dick pics if we have to. <laughs> but we want to, you know what I'm saying? Well, we, we're going to put a leash on you. And he's saying, no, you're not going to put a leash on me. And he's basically playing, let's play big bank versus all bank. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, he's like, you didn't think I would take this to the streets? I'll write it up myself. And Jeff Bezos is not the guy. You don't see these guys. They're not online talking for attention and talking reckless and being in scandals. He was about bread creating infrastructure and power base that's all they've been doing for the last 20 years or whatever you ain't been in no scandals now you see all of us and that's what remember i said a couple weeks ago how is he getting in scandals all of a sudden like them cats don't never be in none of this now you see why he's in the scandal because it's a big thing behind the scenes they're trying to dirty his name they want to get them up out of here by any means necessary they don't control their shit and when you got these new power players that the old guard does not control. They got to get them one way or the other. They trying. So this is very interesting to say to see this played out. And now I'm not caping for Jeff Bezos either. Anytime you got to you get that much power, there's certain per people that's going to thrive and, and burn. That's just the nature of the game. But I do find it interesting that now we're starting to see the fight hit the mainstream. It's out in the open now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm curious if you guys have any thoughts on this this thing. Well, you know, with Bezos, when you have money like that, <clears throat> it's like you said, you really can't put a leash on this guy. You know, well, we got dick pics. Go ahead. I got money. You know, and he's got long money. If he wanted to, he could buy the Washington Post. You know, I bet Trump. You mean the Inquirer? Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Yes, the Inquirer. That's, that's money in this ashtray in the car, man. You know, and I bet a lot of cats like Trump, and I'm not trying to get my cue on here, but I bet Trump wakes up every morning, man, I wish I had that Jeff Bezos money. Damn. He's just one of them cats you have to leave alone, man. Like like Gates. You can't step to these guys. Yeah, and see, the thing with Jeff, Jeff is kind of like, uh, what's my guy, Murdoch, right? Like You know how, like, he's super rich, but he actually controls narratives. He, he owns the media companies, so he can spin it you know what I'm saying? They know, and that's how they get down. They know that he can spin it however he wants to. Right? He, and that's why Trump keep tweeting about the Washington Post. He mad at why, why they on my ass. Oh, it's Jeff Bezos. I, okay, let me say something greasy about Amazon. That's why he's going at Amazon all the time. He's trying to take that dude down. Oh, oh, this dude owned too much. He, he could control the narrative. He got a whole news organization. This dude got movies out here, TV to... Ah, uh, how did he come up in the game? How do we let him get through this? Who let him, get, you know what I'm saying? Who, who let him, 
He owned everything. How this happen? <laughs> he rich than all of us. And they and they'll go. I'm sure they go back and you know the, to their buddies. Do you have him in your back pocket? Who who's affiliated with this? Whose man is this? And they'd be like, man, he end up, man, he they independent, man. We nobody can get in the inner circle. They don't, they don't, da da da. da. They nigga, they paying the lobbyists. Huh? How they get all this money? I thought they was just doing books and da da da. Nah, man. They got space frontier companies. This is that and the third. Are you crazy? They can go to any. They they got cities bidding on to, for them to come and set up shop. <laughs> They put people to work. It's infrastructure based on these cats. They ain't bullshitting. Well, how are we gonna get? And this, uh, this is the. That's why you seeing it. You know why they speaking so much on the Saudi killings, man. Get your boy. We don't really have much on them. We got ties to, and this is probably what happened. The girl, you know, his side chick. They saying that they probably was her brother. I think he's a tennis dude or something. That he probably went and got them. The, the 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 pictures off her camera or whatever it's like who can we get to to get in they get in his circle and get his business oh let's go hit up that dude you know this is how desperate they get and they probably thought he don't want no smoke oh we're gonna mess his marriage up then we'll get him one way what 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 happened jeff and his wife put the joint statement out <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. well we're getting into words out of 20 years you know they already knew it was coming so we're going to get in front of this because, again, as I, back when we did that show, I said, they're about generational wealth. They're not going to be out here on Twitter talking crazy about each other. and fight. There's too much money and power involved. They'll stand together. They may be bickering behind the scenes, but they're not going to do that on front. So even now, as we know, the reason why they put that release out because they knew the Inquirer had dirt on them, they just said, oh, you know what? <laughs> on code. <laughs> Let's get on code. <laughs> Put the statement out. We're gonna solidify our family base and power structure and money. And now they come in with oh and okay. Go ahead and put the thing out, Jeff, about the dick pics. Put them on notice. Now the world now now they now we put the onus on them. Now they gotta prove that they doing journalistic shit. When he literally took their emails, when they threatened him, so now they balls on. Now they like fuck. What we gonna do now? Go ahead. Uh, Big sex, I have a question. Go right ahead. Now, wouldn't this be a form of extortion from the National Enquirer towards Jeff Bezos? And does he have any legal precedent in this? Well, people have sued the Inquirer for years behind their nonsense. And it's not necessarily extortion because they're not demanding a monetary sum. You know, the, the Inquirer has always done this. The, the case that really leaps to my mind is uh, back in like the early 80s, they said something about Carol Burnett. And she's like, you know what? I'm done. Let's go. And she took, and she took him to court <clears throat> and got a judgment. And, you know, and we talked in the chat, and in my opinion, and I could be wrong, but the Inquirer has never been a source or an outlet for real media. It's always been sensationalistic crap. That's why most people ignore it. So I don't know why they're trying to step to Bezos here, which is just stupid, because he can definitely end them with his checkbook. 
But as far as extortion, no. No, it isn't. <clears throat> yeah, so this is going to be a story to watch because, uh, the, you know, uh, American media is already, uh, I think they had, I don't know if they pled guilty or they were already in trouble with the government over the Trump, you know, catch and release story stuff. Uh, it wasn't Stormy Daniels, the other young lady uh, that they did stuff with and they, they were in the wrong for that. So if they if they do get found that they have violated the terms of whatever that thing was over this, they're going to really be in some hot water uh, with them. But this is just show. It goes to show, you know, to me, the Bezos now stepping out in front like, I'm ready. Anybody who thinks I'm not going to be ready to, to be out here fighting, let it be known. It's, it's pick your battles because he's, he's ready. He, I guess he, he was doing is he had hired some investigators to investigate on American media and they didn't like that shit and he, he says in here he basically gave the investigators a blank check said do whatever you gotta do uh oh and you got caps rich <laughs> like that they yeah they can say he, he said hey go ham I got the I got bread I got time we, we, we coming out with some new prime but I still got time <laughs> I got time to get into it so yeah they don't poke the poke the bear now Dudes ain't playing. Um, let's switch, switch gears, switch it up. Let's talk a little music. Okay, go ahead. Let's talk some music. <clears throat> I don't know if uh, everyone else knows, but last night on Showtime, the premiere of "If You Don't Know Me by Now" aired, which is a biography on Teddy Pendergrass. And after I really? got home, oh yeah, and after I got home from a uh, my Michelin star travels. I started to watch the first half of it. And, you know, as much as I enjoy music biographies, I always, unfortunately, get disappointed because there's always somebody foul doing dirt. Uh, for those people who do not know, Teddy Pendergrass used to sing with Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes back in the day. And when the Blue Notes band started, it was just the Blue Notes. I mean, Harold put it together, but they were called the Blue Notes. And they go to Philly, Philly International to get their first album out. And Harold says, you know what? Change your name to Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Why? Because Teddy was doing all the singing, all the, all the hit songs. Harold sang lead on a few, but the hits were Teddy's. And then as Harold and the band grew bigger, the division of money was not equitable. At one point, Teddy said that, look, the band is over in this CD hotel. Harold's over here in the Ritz in the penthouse suite. And I'm like, well, what the hell is all this? And then Teddy had to go. He had to go do his own thing. But every time I look up, I see that Someone in music, which is why I got into this business, someone in music is taking advantage of the artist. And also on Amazon Prime, and this is a doc that's a couple of years old, but I just got around to watching it, Tear the Roof Off the Sucker. You know, story about George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic. If you saw the episode of Tales of from the tour bus this goes along with that 
And the thing is, as much as I respect the music, George was foul. He took people's publishing, didn't pay them, and when he did pay them, he gave them pharmaceuticals. Yes, read between the lines there. You know, and he just, he George was about George. And again, when you build something with a group of people, and then the money starts to roll in, and you just forget who got you to where you are, Dude, man, this is not cool. But both are very thorough, very well done. I'm not done with the Teddy Pendergrass one, but so far it is very well researched and they talk to a lot of major people, a lot of, you know, huge people. Like they talk to, you know, Gamble and Huff. And for those of, you know, people in the music industry or the, or the casual casual listener, in the 70s, Philadelphia International was out there running things pretty much. You know, that was a label to be on. So they put in their uh, their thoughts on things, and they're both well done. I highly recommend them. All right. Now, you said the Teddy Pendergrass is on Showtime? On Showtime, yes. Where's this other one? It's on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. <clears throat> All right. Actually, I got Showtime, so I'll check that out. Um I've been watching billions on Showtime. That's, That's my show. Axe yeah. Capital. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on the first season, but that's it's a that's a good show, man. It's a trip. Love me some Axe Capital, man. Can't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> um, also another show, uh I believe Ampoo spoke of this before, but I just finally got to watch it was the show You on oh, yeah. uh, uh Netflix. It's a series about uh, this young man. He works in a bookstore. He ends up meeting this young lady that comes in, and then he essentially starts super stalking her. Essentially, to, to get into her life. <laughs> I was like, this show. It was really good. I actually, I was just like, this guy is crazy. I mean, the dude is sick, but the way that it plays out and the levels of how deep he goes, I was just like. Man, this is. I mean, dude was, he was sick, he was simp, <laughs> but he yes. was smart. With a capital S. <laughs> oh, you see. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I binged it the. Uh, I binged it an entire weekend. Okay. And watching this man's mind work was, it was fascinating, disturbing, yeah. and a little ingenious all at the same time. I agree. My I agree. God. <laughs> Because there's so much going on in this show, and just I was just like, ah, the parts that had me that had me dying though that stuck out was one uh, after all the buildup when he finally gets with her intimate, and then he's like five seconds. <laughs> I was dying. <laughs> I was trying. I was like, I want to see how he rationalizes this and all this psycho bullshit he be saying. Nigga, you only went like eight seconds and you, you busted. I was like, how can you? I was just like, ah, oh, this is hilarious. And then the other part that was. Three and a half pumps. <laughs> eight seconds of thunder. <laughs> and then this relationship with the sister. I thought it was just interesting. As I, I, at first, it's, it's weird. I kind of, you start rooting for him a little bit. I don't know. Maybe that was yeah, just that's me. Yeah, that's uncomfortable. No, yeah, okay. it was me too. I'm like, come on, they can live happily ever after. He killed that dude. He was an asshole. He killed what's the girl? Pe- Peach oh, Prince. 
I don't remember. Yeah, her. but it was self defense. Remember, it was self defense. Yeah. So I, I was like, so we, we, he can bring this back. He can bring this back. But then uh, I'm, at the end, I'm like, you on your own. Yeah, and I was kind of like, I was like, sister girl, I was like you can be done right that and buck, buck back. Shit was cool. Homegirl was cool, but dude was just out of his mind. I totally forgot about the. Peach or whatever, man. What a, a uh, she was a everybody on here is a piece of work. Now I'd love to see how season two pans out because the original yeah. season originated on Lifetime. If I'm if I'm mistaken, yeah, really? it was Lifetime. Yes, really? that's so why they're remake. cuts. That's why they're cuts. No, it's not a remake. It's actually a show that Lifetime. I get. I guess they gifted. I doubt if they gifted gifted oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah, and then it started to appear on Netflix. That's why they're cuts. Those are commercial breaks. Oh, okay. Oh. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I thought, yeah, because I was like, this is a weird Netflix thing, but now it makes a lot of sense. Wow, this was on Lifetime. Whoops. Kudos to them. <laughs> it was really good. Right, because there's so many plot holes. It's not even funny. <laughs> you just have to suspend. suspend yeah, yeah. yeah, there was the part when he um, has, uh, I can't think of the guy, had him locked in the cage. And there's a point where the dude goes in the cage. And I'm like, why wouldn't he rush him while he's in there? Like, well, the guy in the cage was a punk, though. Come on. Still, that dude was a punk. <clears throat> I was like, man, who? Uh, but again, I'm sitting here trying to nitpick it, but I thoroughly did enjoy it. Uh, I thought it was a very good, good, but, good show. But I didn't feel any sympathy for Beck because that's what your punk ass get for going through people's stuff. Hilarious. That's how I feel. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I'm curious where they go next because the way it, you know, I won't, I won't spoil it where how it ends. But I was actually pretty surprised at the very ending, and I was like, oh, okay, huh? So, you talking about uh, somebody comes back? The walk. Okay, yeah. Because yeah, I was totally. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Did he? Didn't he? So I got to see how the next season goes. Yeah, and I but but I, I say I don't know the, the gentleman's name, but kudos to the actor. I mean, I thought every I, in terms of the acting, I thought it was really good. Like I was like, this is, you know what it was? I actually loved the environment of it. It actually felt because I kind of binged it too, and I got so used to the bookstore and to this room, and it just felt like he was really in those environments. I thought that was captured everything pretty well. And New York City always plays a. Yeah. The backdrop, any show that takes place in New York is just, for me at least, it's just beautiful. I just love yeah. those shows. Yeah, it was. And, and all, the other thing I would ask, is that is that really how it is? With, uh, they just had the windows out like that? And, yeah, and, I know. Because <laughs> I'm like, Beck could give a damn. She was like doing the most in front of her windows. People just stand out there getting smashed on and half naked. I was like, really? Dude, you can just stand outside and get get all that. No, and not to ruin anything, but the situation in Central Park would not have happened. Uh, it would have happened like it did. Yeah, that was which wild. part? How do I say this without spoiling well, it? You talking about what happened to Peach? Yes. Oh yeah. Broad daylight like that? No, not in New York. There's always people on the street in New York City. Mm-hmm. Always. I ain't gonna lie. When he found out about the doctor. That one broke me. I was like, oh, because he was like, you I made me speak like I was crazy. And I was like, 
I felt that. I was like, mm, yeah. Right there, I was like, kill that bitch. Kill <laughs> I, I was bugging that that was John Stamos. Mm-hmm. Like it, I, was like, I was like, he kind of looks familiar, but then it wasn't until the end I saw his name. I was like, oh, that was him. Yeah, the doctor. I, but see, the thing is, old girl was doing dirt, man. Like, I mean, she was just living her life and stuff, and he was just sucking for love, and he was just, she showed who she was early on. Y- yes. You know what I mean? So, oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, because she brought the bartender on, didn't she? If I remember yeah. correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she, yeah, she had her tender. I mean, she was on her Issa Rae. And so, <laughs> in some sense, I was kind of like, it would be interesting if, if, if Insecure played it like this, and it was a cycle. You know, and trying to get with Issa because she was just doing her thing. I was like, man, she is raw out here. But that's hey, you know, he was a, he should have been on scene that, you know. But and old boy originally was trying to tell him anyway how she really was, but he didn't yeah. want to listen. He on that, but I can change yeah. her. I can make her change. All right, yeah. all right, Captain. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of Netflix, another one that I that I watched that you all should is Adopted in Plain Sight. I so, the story, what is this about? I've I've saw some rumblings about this. It's a documentary, but as because they do some reenactments, and as the story progresses, you like it had me down. I was like, is this really a documentary? Is this a really a story that's? It's a real movie that's uh, filmed and shot like a documentary. Because when you hear the story, it's just like, this. you, you have to make this up. So what it's about is this uh, this guy, Paul, Rob, uh, what was his name? Uh, I got it right here. Rob Beckham or something like that. And he was a child molester. He, got, he lived next door to this family. It was a husband and wife. They had three daughters. And he was in love with the oldest daughter, Jan. So he goes about uh, doing this plot to get the girl and freaking befriends the, uh, the the parents. And he ends up kidnapping the girl. He ends up, oh, we're just going horseback riding. And they're gone for like a fucking month. And the thing about it is, is that the, uh, the law enforcement, the FBI, they get involved and they're telling the parents, kidnap your child. And they're like, no, no, Rob, B wouldn't do that. B, he's like a member of the family. B, B, B. And then we just learn more and more. I don't want to give all of the stuff away, but these are the the most horrible parents ever. He, and then he was just psychotic and just on this shit. He had the girl believing that they were abducted by aliens and that oh, she that she was the key to saving civilization, that he had to mate with the man next in the next room and produce a child. And I'm just and she spends until she gets some some therapy, she spends like the next three to four years of her life trying to complete this mission because she really believes aliens are going to destroy the world. And what makes it even more wild is that this girl ends up becoming an actress. This is all based on the real I don't want to tell all the stuff because because you know when this stuff happened, I just want y'all to I just want to know which I yeah reaction was. But it's some wild shit in this stuff. And everybody that I've talked to about it is just like, this is crazy. These are the worst parents ever. And what I would say is if these parents were black, 
I don't know. They they be in jail. The kids are being foster care. But you know, this is some white kids in Utah. They just giving them all the pass in the world. Even when law enforcement is telling them, get your kids away from this crazy dude. B. One thing I will tell you is, so he came to the parents and said that he's in therapy that he likes little girls, and part of his therapy is. He needs to sleep in the bed with their daughter Jan throughout the night. What? And they let him do it. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, sorry about your damn therapy player, but that ain't gonna happen. I think this that's that's probably the safest <clears throat> one I can give. There's there's far worse. There's far worse. And I've looked it up. This is these are all true stories. He actually had um audio tape of him talking about his love affair and his obsession. With uh, with the girl Jan and how he was, yeah, you gotta watch it. It's it's creepy, but at the same time, you just like I can't believe this shit. I can't believe it. Whew. Yeah, I gotta get, I gotta be prepared to watch something like that because yeah, that stuff will get me triggered, man. That's <laughs> uh, a little too far. <laughs> I, I don't I don't blame you. <laughs> it was just like whoa. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, this will be the last one. Probably uh, wanted to get into this. Uh, here's the headline from the source. Actually, uh, it says, Chicago PD intend to charge Jesse Somolet if a false report was filed. Uh, I thought his name was Jesse. Apparently, it's Jesse. It's Jesse. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> uh, Jesse uh, is in the hot seat after there have been several reports that the openly gay actor may have possibly filed a false report to police. If that's the case, the Chicago Police Department promises to charge some Smullett for making a false police report in guard, regards to the alleged hate crime perpetrated against him on January 29th. <clears throat> the investigation is still ongoing, but with the Empire actor refusing to hand his phone over to authorities, the 36-year-old actor will have a hard time proving his case and avoiding jail time as his alleged assailants have managed to do. Uh, In the meantime, Chicago PD Superintendent Eddie Johnson vehemently states on social media that if Smollett is found to be, found not to be telling the truth, he will be charged. Um, And then it says a tweet here, uh, BLN News says, just in, the two persons of interest in relation to uh, Jesse Smollett attack in Chicago turned out to be homeless. They were never near Smollett Smollett also didn't have a broken rib, as he claimed. He, he also still refuses to give his phone to police, despite claiming uh, it in evidence, or claiming it has evidence on it. Uh, I don't know if we actually got into this heavily, but I'm curious. What do you guys think about this whole Jesse Smollett story? I will have to say, it sounds starting to sound real fishy to me. Um, you know, I hate that. I hate to sort of say like I don't believe him, or I hate that. You know, you always want to, you give the victim benefit of doubt sometimes, but there's just too many weird, coincident type stuff to all be happening at the same time for this guy to me about this story that I just I find it very troubling. Uh, I can't imagine why someone would would make up some stuff like this, but. It just sounds too unbelievable just from the, the time of night that it happens, how cold it was out there, you know, the rope, the supposed noose around the neck thing, 
you know, first they had MAGA hats on and they don't have MAGA hats on. And they're shouting that it's MAGA country and, you know, you're that nigger, faggot from Empire stuff. It's, and they have ski masks on. Then they pour bleach on them. First it's rich or crack, then not crack. It's just a lot going on, you know, and then they just know. They said they have 30,000 cameras in these areas and they nah footage of any sort of assault or anything. And and he says he has evidence on his phone yet won't turn it over. I mean, I don't know, man. It's just it's a lot going on. Uh, Aunt Pooh, what do you think? About this? I'm kind of with you. When I, when I heard it, the initial story... I fully believe that, yeah, he was attacked two in the morning in Chicago. Yeah, I can believe that. The 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 thing that, that rang out to me was the this MAGA country. That one just and they were wearing they were either they either said this was MAGA country or they were wearing MAGA hats. That one was just like, that's kind of curious. I, 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 I never heard of anything like that happen in Chicago, but Anything is possible. But like you said, as these details keep coming further and further, I'm starting to think, damn, this is kind of crazy. I don't want to believe that he's lying, but this going around the Internet, people talking about, you know, he might have been cruising or he was trying to meet someone. He's just a cover story. When I first heard it, I really first thought, okay, he's coming for something else that he'd rather try to spin this into I was a, a victim of a racial attack, racial homophobic attack, didn't tell us what he was really doing, which isn't none of our business. But I'm like, why go this far to to, to cover what you're hiding? I, I hope I'm wrong, but it's looking like he's hiding something and he'd rather keep this going than rather reveal what it was. What say you, Quentin? Well, I heard the same, <clears throat> excuse me, I heard the same thing that Anthony heard about possibly he was out cruising or, you know, trying to meet somebody off of a site or, or an app or something like that, and it, and it went sideways. But hmm, being that he's such a huge figure in the, in, the, in the public, choosing something that's MAGA related is an easy scapegoat, and they would jump on that and take the heat off of him. There's too many holes in the story. It's starting to unravel, and I wouldn't be surprised if the majority of it is fabricated. Mm. Big sexy. I've said several times that the cover-up is always worse than the crime. You know, and I'm, again, if you're an actor <clears throat> on a successful show, you have people to do these things for you. You are not out at 2 a.m. alone in the unfamiliar setting. You know, so the fact that he's out getting his subways on at 2 a.m. is suspect. And then people are going to... He was trying to get a foot long and just nobody ever said it was subway now. No, I'm just joking. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> When I noted for the record, I did not laugh at that. <laughs> <laughs> and he, um, you know, like I said, he could have someone to do this for him. And then to be approached by 
a segment of the population that probably doesn't watch his show. And for them to know so much about him and, you know, you're that faggot, this and that. Uh, no. And they came prepared with nooses and all their other paraphernalia. And none of it is on the camera. And now he doesn't want to give up his phone for what, you know, may be evidence. Yeah. I think he was out uh, looking for love in all the wrong places and now starting to bite him in the butt. Man, and then he came. He, <laughs> he had a uh, performance last weekend. He, you know, did a concert. And then he stated in the concert, you know, he, he said uh, he, he was the gay Tupac. You know what I'm saying? Like, he Not cool. fought mm-hmm. back and, you know, he's going to keep it love and hard blackness. And, well, excuse me. Well, well, pause. Uh, keep it blackness. <clears throat> I don't know, man. It just it, it gets more and more fishy. I, I just don't understand. Uh, maybe he thought that it would never have came to this. Maybe he just didn't think. Yeah, I just tell the police whatever. They'll do a report and it's over. But the shit went no. viral. You know, it was tops. Yo. And then all the other celebrities came out in support. And people said, oh, they, oh y'all want to take a piece of hey, Jesse? Or Jesse, you come and get me. You know, blah, blah. We got to stand together. Blah, blah. I just don't think maybe he didn't think it was going to turn into this. And now it's like probably as deeper he gets into it. Now he's got to really like. Got to ride it out now. Yeah. Just so man, I don't know, man. Just, it's just crazy. I mean, it was 20. What did they say it was like 20 below or something crazy out there at that time of night. Like, oh yeah. who, why would you even be out there? Even if he was just out there for some dick, like, damn. Is, is it that serious? <laughs> I mean, and the, and the thing of it is, is that people are pushing back on that. Like, no, he wouldn't do this. Nah, that, that's not how it works. You're being homophobic. Let's remember, how many times did George Michael get arrested for being in uh, public restrooms doing things, lewd things? So, nah, don't put it past it. Man, was it? So this might have been a case of, you know, thirst gone, gone wrong or thirst trap. All I'm saying is I'm a straight man and I've done some some I'm ashamed to say I've done oh. some dumb things for the Nutsi. <laughs> so power of the P. There you go. Yeah. So I get either way, right? <laughs> so I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, Jesse. I don't know play. I don't know Pac. I mean, not to throw out hearsay or anything, but he could be covering up a drug problem. We never know. He could have been scoring some drugs. Another we angle. don't know yeah. and it's like and I hate to speculate on this but where is the video at there's got to be video of this happening all mm. oh, dicks on me <laughs> it's like I want to be on cold but bruh where's the video <laughs> late night loving <laughs> tell me how you want it he said he was Pac, boy. <laughs> uh, anyway. I mean, is he talking about Pac in the bathtub with the gold chain? Or nah, how do you want it? Nah, hit him up, Pac. He's Temptations. Saying, he's the Pac that t- the Pac. took the bullets. He, you know, he's a, he's a super soldier. I, hey, man. Please, peace Woman. and blessings to Jussie. <laughs> Hopefully come out on this on, on top, Pac. Well, doesn't he have a publicist? 
or someone that speaks for him. It sounds like he's doing this all himself. Yeah, I don't know, man. A lot of these cats, they don't, they're not listening. They, they go rogue. They get right. online and it's just, they don't go through the channels of their people and talking and tweeting the wrong stuff. So, anyway, uh, we're going to wrap things up. Oh, no, real quick. I, I did want to throw out this one thing <coughs> video game. Wait, video game. Uh, you got to check out the game Life is Strange 2. Um, is that the one where they get the guy and this little brother running around? Yes. Let me tell you, I was not, not, not that I was not a fan. I, I think I played the original one for a brief second, but I don't know what it was about. So I just never paid attention to it. They had the first episode of this game was free, at least on Xbox it was, or is. So I downloaded it. It had been sitting on it for weeks. I finally fired it up last night. Blown away by it. It's a story game, you know, so, so you kind of make decisions and stuff. But the story was really good. It, just dra- it, it sort of pulled me into it. Essentially, yeah, it's, it's, it, you, you follow this young kid with his, like, semi, somewhat girlfriend or buddy, and they're getting ready for this par- uh, party at night. And so through the preparation, when you finally get home, you meet your brother and your dad, and you kind of walk around the house and look at things, and you kind of have these little tasks you got to do or gather stuff about. But something happens uh, with the next door neighbor. She's a white, and your characters are like Hispanic, Mexican. It actually takes place in Seattle, which I find very interesting. And they get into it. He gets into it with his next door neighbors. It's uh, another teenage white kid because he's picking on his little brother. And essentially, it goes bad. You know, the cop comes and some shit pops off. And then him and his brother have to, they hit the road, man, and just start getting out in the woods and stuff. But, ah, man, I was just, as it kept going, I was getting drawn more into it. Because I would never play no shit like this, but I was getting drawn more into it and the story. And I'm like, you and your little brother are out in the woods and it's getting dark. And you, you know, like, you ain't really got nothing. And I don't want to spoil the stuff that's going on, but it's just like, I was like, man, this is kind of crazy and it's getting tense. And it touches on the times of today. You know what I'm saying? They talk about the wall. People be, this is why they said they built the wall for you people. And they, I mean, they be getting in, man. And, and it gets, starts to get violent and stuff. And it's just some wild stuff, man. I, I really had to tip my hat to that. And I was like, you know what? This is a cool little game. I'm actually going to finish out this episode and I'm going to buy the next one. Cause I'm like, I gotta see where this thing goes. Cause I'm like all in. So if you want to try a different type of game, I say life is strange too. Uh, really good. It's, it's a really good story. You know, so how far, how far along are you in this game? I am on this, the first episode. I think I may be coming toward the end of that first episode. Uh, so are you out of the the forest then, or the the state park thing? Have you played this? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I, I am. Uh, I went to that store. Uh, have you got to the part where you go to the store? I'm still in the park. I, I can't figure oh, out. Okay. You know, <laughs> the Gallo Park. Yeah. So I got out of the park. I'm just down the street from the park. I've I spent the night at the park. We we, we slept. And uh, getting up. And, yeah, we hungry. And there's a store, and that's all I'll say. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. 
But I, I don't know. What'd you think of it so far then? You know, I'm not the gamer that you, you and Ant are by any stretch. Is this a role-playing game? I wouldn't call it a role-playing game, but I guess you could to some degree. You know, you're not, it's not a lot of actions that you do. You make a lot of decisions. And maybe you make, you make it sound like there may be some puzzle elements to it, maybe that they are sort of puzzly, I guess. Um, but I felt like it, I could see like there might be different branches and ways you could go. But I just, just I just went the directions I went, and things seemed to continue to play out. But there are definitely obvious questions they're gonna ask you that make a difference. Um, but I don't, I wouldn't necessarily call it a, a role playing game of something like when I think of like a Final Fantasy or Witcher or something like that. I, I think it's more of a story, and you sort of your decisions push you which direction it goes. And there's a little bit of gathering of different things, but it's yeah. not like it's not hardcore or anything because I normally don't, don't play those types of games. But it sounds similar to the Walking Dead series, uh, like kind, a choose your own adventure yes. type of thing. Yeah, uh-huh. it's kind of like that, but I think even done way more better. And I, as I've played extensively, played some of those. Um, yeah, I was going to ask, what is the mechanics on it? Because uh, I see Steam has it on sale for three ninety nine and has. Uh, Life is Strange episodes one through five on sale for three ninety nine. I'm, I'm like, should I just get it for Steam or do we, would it be better to play with a controller? Uh, you know, it's, it can be. I can see how it could be played on any platform, but I just think I like. I mean, it looks good. I'm playing on my TV, um, but I think the Steam, the Steam version, I bet you, is cheaper because I don't. Yeah, okay. I think it's like twenty something dollars for episodes two through five. Now keep in mind, only episodes one and two are out right now. So, but I would say give that first one a shot. Like I, I was, I was like, yeah, this is kind of, it slow. It starts slow a little bit. You know, it's a lot of that teenage type of stuff at the beginning. Yeah. But yeah. once it kicks in, I was kind of like, you know what, this is very interesting. <laughs> and once you get out there, once you get to the store and all that, there's a lot more stuff that starts to happen and you're just like, okay, whoa. You know, this is cool. And I've never died or anything. It's just a matter of which direction it goes. Um, so, But yeah, uh, Life is Strange. Check it out for sure. All right, man. This has been... Uh, oh, I was going to say... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say real quick my first impressions of uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> what? I'm like, maybe I'm getting too old for this. But I'm kind of finding it a little tedious and repetitive. Pretty much it's button mashing for the action. I've only gotten to where am I done? Oh, I've gotten to the Toy Story world. So I'm only on the second one. And I'm I'm not really feeling it as much. So I am just kinda lost. Maybe if I go further, my son, he absolutely loves it. He says it's the second best game he's ever played behind Fortnite. So Disney Square Enix y'all winning. But for me who played the original Kingdom Hearts. You know, there's a nostalgia of those Disney characters, but I'm just finding the mechanics to be lacking and just all I'm pretty much doing is going, walking from one area to the other, pressing the X button over and over again to kill everything. Okay. Yeah, I know uh, my daughter will be all over that game. (laughs) I haven't gotten it yet, but we watched some videos on it. I already know she'll be all over that. She loves some Disney. 
All right. Well, let's uh, let's get up out of here, man. I'm looking out the window and it is a winter wonderland outside, boy. <laughs> Glad I ain't got to go nowhere. Uh, first off, uh, shout out to Quentin Jones for joining us today. Quentin, thank you so much for coming through, man. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Where can people find you online? Well, you can find me on Facebook under Quentin Jones. First name is uh, spelled Q-U-I-N-T-I-N. And you can also find me on Instagram. I do a daily midday musing, just uh, thoughts and words from my parents and things I picked up along the way. And that's under Q.J. That's Q.D.O.T.J. All right. Also, Mr. Ampu, sir, where can I find you online? Uh, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram under Ampu. And next Saturday, matter of fact, I'm going to shoot this over to you, uh, QU in Los Angeles. Um, this is an event. They're uh, celebrating the one-year anniversary of Black Panther's release. I'll get you. Ah, man, I don't have all that information, but I'll be, be there. in Century City? No, I won't be at Century City. I don't believe so. Mm, this is okay. something uh, with uh, Michael Young's uh, The Nerd Soul that I worked with before. They're having a big event at this uh, this club. So, my bad. Not prepared, but that's where I'll be. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mr. Big Sexy and Sack. <clears throat> ah, still on Facebook under Mark Wiggins. Twitter under WSE Mark. And I just uploaded a bunch of pictures to Instagram under Mark Wickens 2, the number 2. All right, all right. Hopefully they're not uh, the Jeff Bezos type picture pictures. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you for listening and being with us and spending the time. As I always say, work it like a job. We'll see you next time. Peace.